Welcome back to Puzzling, a true crime podcast. <laughs> you have the giggles tonight. <laughs> it's good. Get it out before. Well, I'm the Tiffany, case. <laughs> and I'm Sarah, and we're your hosts. We're your hosts. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah got me distracted. Dude, I have had to, I got like a some kind of telemarketer survey <laughs> call before this, and like it wasn't even a funny call. She's like asking about the it, school district yeah, and stuff, and I felt really bad hanging up on her. It's seven. It was seven o'clock at night. She was calling from the school district. Like, the poor lady. You know they. Don't, she's not getting paid shit. <laughs> True. And I felt bad for her. And Avery's gonna be in school. But I, like, she was so monotone. She was. <laughs> I just heard it. Like, she didn't have her own speaker, but I could still hear everything. And yeah. She's. I was and like falling I was asleep. Just cracking up. I like got the giggles and I couldn't stop. Totally missed everything she said. I felt really bad. I was just giving bullshit answers after that. <laughs> yeah. She was like, "Would you the be first more question or less likely?" You, like, and heard. I was like, "I have no idea." I was like, um, undecided? And she was like, I and can't that. And then she would that. start <laughs> laughing while she's trying to tell her what she's saying. And oh then, my God. then she'd just keep putting on mute. Uh, it was bad. Oh, there's okay. a mess. Get the giggles out. Get him out. Hopefully. Because this is not a good case. No. That's oh. good. No, it's not. What? I don't even know what case this is. You didn't even tell me. I didn't even ask. I always ask. I didn't tell you. Hmm. Well, Sarah, how was your week? Uh, it was good. Um, I did my taxes yesterday. Nice. I'm getting some money back, which is nice because I've heard that some people aren't. Um, so they're, I'm very happy about that. You're also claiming a child. You're pretty That's much true. just getting what you claimed yeah, <laughs> for no, the child. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but at least I'm getting money back. So. At least you don't owe. At least I don't owe. Um, this is a little PSA to put extra money into your taxes every paycheck, like I do. Because I would have had to owe like $500 if I didn't do that. So, but instead, yeah. I'm getting back a thousand. So, hey. I just don't want to give up more money. I get it. I did. I started it when I was working for the post office and, like, making... Actually, I started it right. at TSA. But I upped it when I worked for the post office and was making a ton of money. So, I just kind of never even knew that it was there. Yeah. So, then when I started at my new job, um, I don't even take home much less than you did. I took home 110 a week. 810. That's what I said. You said, no. Nah. It sounded like you said 110. <laughs> oh, maybe I did. <laughs> no, I take home, home 810 a week. I take home 760. Oh, but see, I have 20 I extra taken that. out. So yeah. really 780. So like $30 in California taxes. Yeah, it's really not that big of a difference. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. But I, Yeah. Anyway. No. Anyway, but then, uh, I don't think I did anything else. We got so much snow, it's actually oh nause- nauseating. Yeah, sorry for being late. Um, Sarah's boyfriend, Jason, had to work uh, yesterday night, so she's like, well, you're going to have to come here, but they had just cleared off a whole bunch of snow from our roof and just dumped it behind my car. Yeah. So I was out there for like two and a half hours until... About 8 o'clock, just clearing the snow from behind my car so I could leave today. Yeah, it was, uh, it's been bad, but... So much snow. At least we work from home. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Or else I would really hate it. Oh, I'd be screwed if I didn't. Yeah. They don't plow my street. (laughs) No, they don't. They hate you. I don't know why. I'm telling you, they hate us. Yeah, I... I bet you, I bet you it's those neighbors down there that always shovel the snow into their, into the street instead of... They, I saw a post on Facebook about, um... The a plow went by and saw a woman doing that because she posted about it on Facebook and was like, me, me, me. 
the plow went by and saw the woman saw a woman doing that and he like stopped the plow and was like you are not allowed to do that like i have been hoping that they would just burn them in there's two duplexes that do it next to each other yeah no, and I'm you, like, like you're you're not allowed to. It's tech. The snow on your property is technically your property. Yeah, you can't put Alex, it on city property. Alex stopped and like lost his shit on them once. Good, twice. But I was with them for once, and I was like, yeah, seriously, like it's inconsiderate. I have a freaking sedan. Right. I can't make it through the six inches of snow that are on the ground on top of your other eight inches that you're piling yeah, on out there. It's inconsiderate. Like, you can find places on your property. And he literally it. was like, well, where do you want me to put it? And we were like, everyone's going to do the same problem. Figure it out. Yeah. The entire town is doing the same thing. The pro- There are places on your property you can put it. I yeah. guarantee you. Like, you see my front yard? We've yeah. just been throwing it up there. Exactly. <laughs> Some's been trickling down, but we've been just tossing it. Yeah. I just use my snowblower and put it straight up. and it, Yeah, we can't do that with the roof snow, so... Yeah, true. But, um... What else did I do this week? Not much, huh? <laughs> couldn't, couldn't really do anything. Uh, how was your week? Uh, I went skiing on Saturday. Mm. Or, sa- what did I guess? Saturday. Didn't Mountain I go didn't open on Sunday. I don't know. Did you? No. Mm-hmm. You went to the post office today. No, I feel like I went, I did something over the weekend. Um, oh, Aria came over. We'd had like an, an art day. Oh. Movie day. It was fun. My puppy sat. Mm-hmm. And she loves me now. She, she? She likes me now, I should say. <laughs> She's so shy. She's, She's a, a little timid little girl. thing. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I did. My week was very uneventful also. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's We're what happens boring. when we get. I'm going to Nashville in a month and a half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be gone for a week of recording? No. No? No. I come back, like, early Monday morning. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm only gone for four days. Okay. So we don't... Okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. We'll figure it out. Um, What? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. We leave late Wednesday night, but we come back early Monday morning. So really only four days gone. Oh. I wonder who's... Yeah, but I still got to work the whole day. Anyway. I wonder whose episode that'll be. I have no idea. Hopefully it's yours. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, you gotta start yours early. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I do plan on doing a really big one here soon, though. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. Just, I don't... My brain can't comprehend it all. I know. I've been working on that big one for a long time. That yeah. That I'm trying to do. Um, and I feel bad because, like, I need to text her and be like, I swear. <laughs> I swear I'm doing it. Yeah, well, I don't want to spoil it for Right. Anyone, but... Well, talk about it during the episode of yeah. course but yeah. yeah you should text her yeah i, <laughs> I have um, not neglected you <laughs> I, know. I promise i feel bad um anywho uh, mine's like moderately long it one of these episodes that we've got like a short one i have a fun like uh conundrum that i it's not a, it's not real but it it's like a fun little what if thing okay um well n- now i want to know what it is Dang it's it. from a forensic a forensic scientist, I'm pretty sure I don't have any of this written down, obviously. Um, <laughs> but a forensic scientist at, like, some kind of convention told this case and asked, like, how would you prosecute it or rule it as a coroner? Um, and it's really interesting. It's hypothetical, but uh, it's kind of been, like, taken and said that it is a true case. It's not. It's complete like lore Mm -hmm. um but it's really fun and so it's kind of long um so i was gonna wait till like a shorter episode to tell you 
but I think it's really fun. It's kind of like a, it gets your brain thinking. Okay. Well, I'm excited for it now. Yeah. We'll pick a shorter episode. I'll, you know. What if this is our shorter episode? Well, I mean, this could be a shorter episode. My last one was, what was it? Like 16 pages? Yeah, mine's It was a pretty long episode, though. Right. Um, let me see if I have it pulled up here still. You know, I could always just pause it whenever we're looking things up, but we just don't. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so the case was originally told by Don Harper Mills, the president of the American Academy of Forensic Scientists in a speech at a banquet in 1987. Okay. So, um, the case goes... Do you want to do it right now? Or do you want to do it at the end? Oh, yeah, I'll do it Or do you want to wait? No, I'll do it at the end to see how long this is. Yeah, let's okay. just... Okay, I'll do it at the end. Because I'm just going to keep getting more invested, so... I know, I know. Okay, yeah. Okay. We'll do it at the end. All right, yay. Um, okay, so then going into the case, first before we go into tonight's case, um, we do have a huge Yay. update in the Murdoch case, um, the case that I covered last. Um, so Alex Murdoch has been found guilty of the murder of his wife and son bum, bum, bum. and has been sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. No surprise. Of course, he's trying to still say that he's innocent. Of course. Of course. Um, but here's... What I, like, really found to be interesting was the evidence that came out that, like, put the nail in the coffin for him. Okay. Was from his dead son, Paul. Oh. Okay. Uh-huh. So it's, like, Paul I haven't heard any of murder. So. Really? Okay. So, yeah. It's, like, like the Teresita Bossa case. Yeah. So, Paul, Ooh, like... that one. Yeah, you should do that one. one. Um, so, Paul, like, quote-unquote, solved his own murder. Um... So, they found a video on Paul's phone that he had, like, t- taken on Snapchat, and he also sent it to a couple people. Um, but the video w- was taken, like, minutes before they were killed, right? And in the video, Paul's in the kennel where he and his mom were killed. Mm-hmm. And you can hear him tell the dog that he's with, who, it was, like, a friend's dog they were watching, who had an injury, and that's why he was taking the video to, like, show him. Okay. Um, he had, he's telling the dog to, like, quit it. And it sounds like Alex says something like, what's wrong, son? Or something like that. Like, he's like, what's wrong, son? But it's definitely Alex, like, at the kennels, in this video, when he said <laughs> that he was visiting his mom Mm -hmm. um and then he you can hear him also telling another dog that was in the kennels bubba to come like he's it's not just like a little background noise voice or like he says one little thing Mm -hmm. like he's talking and so uh he said that he lied about where he was that night because he was paranoid from all the opioids that he'd taken throughout the course of his addiction right so I Which I'm sure you are paranoid, but like, yeah, but because you, you also did killed it. someone, <laughs> yeah, two people. Two I'm people. sorry. Um, so needless to say, I don't think that he's ever getting out of there. I think that's pretty damning evidence, um, right? And yeah, he did it. Well, just like I'm happy he was convicted. Yeah, 
Um, he still, I believe, has to go through the trial for, like, the 90-plus fraud charges he has. <laughs> they might just drop it and be um, like, eh, he's in prison well, forever. I think, but I think, like, a lot of those families are expecting money back. That's true, and he has money. Yeah. So, yeah. um, we'll see. I know that he has, like, admitted to a, a couple of them, um, a couple more he admitted to, like, during this case, I think, to try to get the heat off of himself. Like, mm-hmm. we'll I'll admit to these things, but I, I didn't kill my family. See, like, I'm an honest person. Um, right. Yeah, so... Real honest when you're stealing all that money, too, huh? Right. <laughs> I, so it's like, we'll see what he gets for that, but um, I hope at least some of the families that he stole from get some kind of reimbursement. Yeah, I hope so, too. They deserve it. Yeah. Um, so that's the update. I will, if I hear anything else, like, anything changes or new evidence comes out, I'll, you know, let you guys all know, but... There was another piece of evidence where, like, they tracked his cell phone, like, GPS, Mm -hmm. and he kind of, like, was pacing around the house for a long time. I think you mentioned that. like, um, no, I don't think I did, because I saw this after. There was another case that either you or Bailey covered that that the same thing happened. Yeah, I'm not sure. Unless I'm thinking of a different podcast. No, I'm pretty sure it was I ours. have a shit memory. So oh, I have a terrible memory. Uh, I just vaguely remember that, like, yeah. you could see, like, the the phone moving, like... No, I think it was counting as steps, so they were like, well, you took, like, 500 steps in this amount of time at your house, like, why? And he tried to say, like, well, I think I got up to go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. And they were like, why? Were I take walk- 500 steps in a day. Exactly. Literally. They were like, <laughs> in my house. why were you walking that much to get to the bathroom, like... What were you doing? And he was like, I can't remember. Right. They were like, but you said you were napping at that time. And he was like, well, maybe, maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe I got it to go to the bathroom. And they were like, yeah, okay. Right. Right, right, right. Uh, So, I think it's pretty obvious that he's guilty, but <laughs> if anything else comes up, I'll let you know. Right. Um, Especially considering the fact that there was also somebody murdered um, the housekeeper that mm-hmm. they had, Gloria. Um, and he's believed to be connected to... Sorry, that's my alarm to take my magnesium. Oh my god. Um, somebody was... I mean, he's believed to, um, be connected to that boy who was killed, Stephen. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see if anything comes out about that. Yeah. So, there there may be some updates. Yeah. Yeah. Well, only time will tell. Yeah. So, I guess we'll get on with the case now, then. I'm so excited. I don't know what it is. This one's... At all. Not great. I don't even know the name of the killer. I don't know anything. Yeah. This one's not not good. It's, okay. It's... I mean, they're all hard, but... They're all terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody deserves to be murdered. Exactly. But... but except for child predators. Funny you say that. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay. May 16th. 2005 was a rainy day in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Oh, Coeur d'Alene. I love Coeur d'Alene. I've never been there, but I love it. Yeah, I, I would like to go. Yeah. <laughs> Alex's face. Oh, my goodness. You got something, I guess, Coeur d'Alene? No. Hmm. Should we go to Coeur d'Alene one of these days? Sure. Okay. Deal. <laughs> okay. Someone called 911 to report a white truck on his property that he didn't recognize. He said there was an axe and a toolbox on the front seat, but, like, everything else looked normal. Okay. Um... He called again later, though, to say that the truck belonged to a friend of his neighbor's and that he had gone over to the house to pay one of the kids $10 for mowing his lawn 
And that's when he noticed blood all over the door and nobody was answering. Oh, okay. We're, we're just jumping we're going into, right it. into it. Okay. Yeah. Um, the people living in the house were 37-year-old Mark McKenzie, 40-year-old Brenda Groen. I said that wrong. Groen? Groen. Uh, sorry. Groen. Uh, 30-year-old Slade, 9-year-old Dylan, and 8-year-old Shasta. So the three kids were Brenda's children. Okay. Um, and Mark was the boyfriend. Uh, like, stepdad, if you will. Okay. Not the kid's father, though. Right. Um, when police re- arrived on the scene, they noticed a hunting rifle in a truck in the driveway, and it looked like the back windows of a Ford Bronco had been shot out. Okay. They also noticed blood on the front door and in a puddle of rainwater in the front yard. They pounded on the front door, and when no one answered, they went to the back door, which had been left open. And when they went inside, they immediately took one of the dogs out of the house, while the other one stayed hidden inside. And, like, this dog was terrified. Both of them were, like, one just wouldn't even come out of hiding. And then this one that they took out was, like, obviously very distraught. Sarah, I want you to know that if I ever showed up to your house and there was just blood everywhere, I would also probably not leave without the dogs. Yeah. I would hope not. <laughs> I'd be like, there's, there could be a murder inside still, but I'm getting those damn dogs. <laughs> when I got my restraining order, or like the night that I filed for it, mm-hmm. um, the police came over and I was outside and my ex was inside still. And I was screaming about Denali and my cat. I was like, my animals are in there. Like, fuck me. I don't even care. Like, I'll go back in there. I don't give a shit. Like, let me get my animals, you know? same i'm not leaving without them no my kid my my kids are my kids (laughs) my animals are my kids (laughs) right no not happening um so when sergeant kerrigan walked into the kitchen she could see the body of a teenage boy later identified as slade laying face down with his hands bound behind his back and his head wrapped in duct tape oh my gosh so his hands were also bound with duct tape oh why is this I have so many questions already. I know. Um, there was duct duct tape, like, around his neck, too. Like, it had been used as a gag, but then pulled off. Okay. And, like, left around his neck, also. Mm -hmm. Um, he had died from blunt force trauma to the head and body, but had red stains on the bottom of his feet, so it seemed like he had been walking through blood at some point. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Deputy Moyer... Then saw the body of a woman, later identified as Brenda, lying face down in the doorway between the kitchen and the living room, with her hands tied behind her back with zip ties. Her feet had also been bound together with duct tape, and she had tape in her hair and around her head. But no blood on her socks or her feet? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, she had also died from blunt force trauma to the head and body, and her face was so badly beaten that the police had to use tattoos to identify her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Another body was found in the living room. This one, an adult man, identified as Mark, laying face down with his hands and feet also bound by by zip ties. This has to be more than one person. How do you tie up multiple people without... Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, unless they, like, all came home at different times and one was tied up and then two were tied up and then three were tied... Like... Right. It just, how do you, how does one person do all of that? I don't know. It has to be more than one person. I don't know. We'll get there. Okay. 
Um, he had also died by blunt force trauma to the head, and his seemed to be worse because um, apparently, like the the um, force of those blows, like actually penetrated his skull. Oh, yeah, like like broke it. Yeah. Okay. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Mm-hmm. Uh, the murder weapon turned out to be a framing hammer. Which left a cross-hatched, like circle pattern pattern on all the victims, like wherever it's a framing they were hit. Hammer, hammer. This is a different kind of hammer. Okay. Wow. Well, it looks like a regular hammer. It just has a crosshatch on the. I don't even know what that means. A crosshatch? Yeah. It's like when there's lines going this way and then lines going that way. It makes like a waffle pattern. Like on the head of the hammer. Yeah, like on the flat part where you hit the nail. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know why, but... I don't know why either. Who knows? <laughs> uh, probably carpenters, but... Yeah, carpenters, <laughs> no, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so the, there was that impression on all of the victims, like, where they were hit. Okay. So that's how they they figured out that it was a mm-hmm. framing hammer. Um, when the rest of the house was searched, several guns were found upstairs in the loft, but um, obviously they weren't used, and right. everyone was downstairs, so... Um, there was no blood That's in... why you should have two guns. One upstairs and one downstairs. You yeah. know? Right. You know what I mean? I agree. <laughs> uh, there was no blood in the loft up there where the guns were, but there was a single zip tie that matched all of the others used, um, to bound, to, or to bind the three of them. Okay. Um, and there was blood everywhere in this house. Like, it was on the walls, the furniture, the doors, the outside of the house. Like, I mean, I can imagine if they were all bludgeoned with a hammer to the head like i can imagine that's going to be a bloody scene yeah and mark so mark had like blood droplets on him like someone had walked over him or like moved over him and like dropped blood on him maybe slayed right yeah Mm -hmm. so um oh my gosh sarah if you tell me he was conscious after he was Oh my gosh. Okay, just keep going. So, there was also a huge amount of blood found on the bedding in one of the bedrooms, which was strange. Um, And it seemed like there had been a struggle since the glass coffee table in the living room had been shattered. Okay. Now, if you remember, there were three kids living in the house. Right. Only one of them was found. (gasps) Wait, the two little ones weren't found? They They weren't there. Okay, well, that gives me a glimmer of hope, I guess. So, police assumed that they'd been staying at a friend's house. The There's not a lot of background information on the family, um, but people seemed to come and go a lot, and it, it, they just, it kind of seemed like they had a rough go of it. Um, so, it wasn't unusual for the kids to just not be there. Okay. So, they were like, okay, they're probably staying at a friend's. Same, growing up, I mean, right. I wanted to stay at my friend's house every night. Yeah. So it's like, well... My house was the boring house, in my mind, yeah. you know? I like, never wanted to be there. <laughs> exactly. I like to go other places, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, they just assumed that, you know, they'd find them eventually, but it wasn't... It kind of was their first priority, but, like, you know. Right. Um, Steve, the children's father, called asking for any information about what had happened at the house and to his kids, and an officer was sent to meet with him. Was he the father of all three? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
He told the police that all three kids should have been inside the house the oh. night of the murders. As far as he knows, As far though. as he knows, but um, he, sa- he was pretty confident. Like, they should have been there. Was he in town also? I'm not sure. Okay. I think that he lived, like, very close, yeah. Okay. Um, so... Maybe they were co-parenting very well and... Right. I, yeah. I mean, who knows? I'm not sure. So now Shasta and Dylan are both missing persons, and an Amber Alert was issued just after midnight. Uh, police searched the woods surrounding the house for the kids, but didn't find anything. And after weeks of searching, Steve was becoming desperate to find his children. I can imagine. He even contacted a psychic, who of course was no help. Never. <laughs> literally never literally Um, not once it's fun to like go in and be like read my palm but yeah don't no yeah we know how i feel about this from uh, geraldine largay that case Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no i i'm with you (laughs) yeah so leads were coming in from all over the place um but none of them were going anywhere until july 2nd 2005 (gasps) alex's birthday yeah your what eleventh birthday? Two thousand five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're old. <laughs> a woman called and said she was the manager at a local Denny's, and that she was looking at a little girl that looked a lot <gasps> like. I Shasta. know this case. You do know this case. Yeah, the second you said that, Denny's. I was like, "Oh, I know this." <laughs> yeah, she said the girl was with a man who was about six three, slim, had dark curly hair, and was wearing a hat. While the police were on their way, a customer at the same Denny's called in to say he was also looking at a little girl. Was it her, like, missing poster on the wall of the Denny's or something? Yeah, they were, like, or it was in, uh, like, a newspaper. I can't remember. I didn't write it down. But, like, he was looking at a newspaper with her picture on it or it was on the wall or something. Yeah. And he was, like. He's, like, wait just a second. Yeah, like, (laughs) looking between the two. So he sounded way more confident than it was. That it was Shasta, then the manager did. The manager was kind of like, I don't know, like, I don't, you know, I don't want to disturb them if it's not them, but right. I just, like, thought that I should That would, like, call. be totally me. I'd be like, listen, this kind of looks like this missing girl, but right. also at the same time, like, what if it's not? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin your guys' day. I don't want to ruin their day. Like, I would be too, I would, like, probably call it in, but, right. like, I would be so. Like, I don't want to waste your time. Yeah. But it's like, it's worth a shot to right. look and check. Yeah. I don't know. And this man was like. Um, I'm pretty sure that it's her and, like, you guys should get here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, he was he was way more confident. So, especially then police were like, okay. Two tips from the same Denny's. Yeah. Like, you, you gotta go check that out for sure. Right. Um, when police arrived, they identified the man as Joseph Duncan Edward III. Joseph Duncan Edward III. That is a name. Oh, I wrote that. It's Joseph... Edward Duncan. Oh, pff, I don't know why still, I wrote it, Joseph Duncan. It's still a word, a name. Yeah, Joseph Edward Duncan III. And the little girl was identified as Shasta. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, so, man. This poor little girl. I know. Before they even left the Denny's, she told the police that Joseph was the person who killed her family. Oh. She was taken to the hospital where her father was waiting for her, but they still had no idea where Dylan was. That's never a good sign. At the hospital, Shasta told the officers the full story of what she had been through. According to her, Brenda woke her up and said that there was an intruder and was forced to go into the living room with the rest of her family. 
They were all bound and told to lie down on the floor. And then Joseph tapped Shasta on the head and did like a shushing motion to her before carrying her out the back door. He put her on the grass outside and told her that if she moved or made any noises that he would kill her. Oh my gosh. Then he went back in and brought Dylan out and put him next to her on the grass. She said that he went back inside again and she heard Mark yell ow. Or like ouch. You know, something to that Mm -hmm. effect. Um, And then she saw Slade walking around outside acting weird. Oh, I knew this was coming. Yeah. I knew this was coming. Yeah. The next thing she remembered was her and Dylan being driven to a property and moved to a red Jeep and then driven out to the wilderness in Montana, staying at different campsites. Uh, When Joseph would leave, he would beat the kids and tie them to trees. Oh, my gosh. She also said that he would put pills in their water, but she didn't know what they were. Oh, this poor little girl. How old is she? Eight. And, um... Dylan's Dylan nine. Was, okay. I knew that one of them was nine. Okay. Yeah. Um, he also made them write letters to their dad while they were there, like, in the campsites. And in one of the letters, Dylan wrote, quote, We're okay. We're still alive. We know what happened to mom. Oh. Yeah. Dylan. Then one day, Joseph tied Shasta to a tree while he took Dylan somewhere for a long time. When they came back, Dylan was injured, and he told her that they'd gone to an abandoned cabin where Joseph tortured him. Oh my gosh. Joseph Joseph even showed Shasta a video. Oh my gosh! Of Dylan being hung by a wire noose. (gasps) With his hands behind his back and being beaten. And in the video, Joseph says, quote, the devil is here, boy. The devil himself. The devil likes to watch children suffer and cry. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I I can't imagine the survivor's guilt and the just absolute trauma that this poor girl has gone Absolutely. through. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, in the video, he takes Dylan down and revives him. Oh my gosh, what a monster. I mean, like... And the whole time he's saying, I promise I'll take you to a hospital right now. Oh! <gasps> Like, I, I'm saying he's a monster because he's not going to, like, there's no chance he's keeping him alive. Right. He's just, like, it's he, literally. He's keeping him alive to torture him more. Yeah, yeah. that's, he's a freaking monster. Mm-hmm. And then to say, like, I'll take you to a hospital. Oh, my gosh. No. So then in the video, he starts singing the Lord's Prayer in, like, this really weird high-pitched voice. Like, just cr- super creepy. What? Yeah, and then he stops singing, like, super abruptly and and says, quote, Can this be your will? You put people on the earth to do this? How can you do this? How can you let me? God, where are you? Show yourself. I hate this man. Mm-hmm. I hate him. Mm-hmm. He's like, you put me here to do this? Like, why aren't you stopping me? Like, just don't do it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, um... <sighs> Later, at, at one of the campsites, Joseph was reaching inside of a container to get a beer when there was, he, he had a shotgun in that container also. Um, and when he reached in to get a beer, Shasta didn't know if it was an accident or on purpose, but the um, shotgun went off and shot Dylan and killed him. It was not an accident. Yeah. I, I'm. He doesn't Actually, say. I mean, he's a 
an actual piece of human shit. So it may have been an accident. He may not have wanted to kill him yet. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking... I don't know. I'm thinking later we'll talk about it again because I really don't think that he would have killed him yet, at least. Okay. Um, I mean, why would... It's hard to say, like, why would he take him if he didn't want to keep him alive? Right. But also, he could have just taken him because he's a sadistic motherfucker and just wants to torture him. I don't know. I think... um, We'll get there. I'll kind of explain later why I don't think that he meant to kill him. Or, like, I don't think that it was the plan at that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So... How do you just accidentally shoot off a shotgun that's in a container? Yeah, I see. That's where it's kind of like, I don't yeah. know. You know? I mean, you're... Maybe there's ice. You're going to get maybe a Maybe it's like a... There's ice in there, and when you move the ice, Why the ice you keeping... the triggers. I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Shasta... But this is Shasta's version. Oh, right. So she says that, like, she doesn't know if he meant to, because she didn't see him, like, pick it up and aim it and shoot it. Mm-hmm. Um, then Joseph uh, buried Dylan's body... Or, sorry, burned Dylan's body in the campfire. Oh. And that's when he took her back to Coeur d'Alene, to the Denny's, where this whole thing... Back to Coeur d'Alene. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. That's so where you're going to go? Yeah. What an idiot. Mm-hmm. An absolute idiot. Yeah. So, Dylan's remains were found on July 4th, 2005, in a mountainous area of Montana. My second birthday. Yeah. Joseph was a complete stranger to the family, which somehow oh, just, like, makes it even it, worse. It does, because, like... It shows that anything can happen to anyone at any given time. Right. Like, Like, this family didn't know him. They didn't owe him money or, you know, he didn't get in a fight with one of them. Right. At a gap, you know, like, over... It's it's significantly more terrifying. Right. And it's, like... For sure. Not that, like, any of that, like, (laughs) constitutes being murdered, but, like, I think your brain tries to justify, like, okay, well, he felt this way about right, them like because you look of at this, your own life you know? and you're like okay is there anyone that i've done wrong in my own mm-hmm. life that might want to kill me right and when you think no there's not you think like you feel like you're in the clear mm-hmm. because you feel like why would it somebody target safer. me yeah. you know for no reason for sure yeah he did not know this family at all oh my gosh i hate that mm-hmm. so let's back up though and hear who joseph was <laughs> i would rather not but let's yeah. go it's important okay we start in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Oh. Oh. Isn't that weird? Oh. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Interesting. I know. It's, it's uh, where we were talking about last time, because I remember saying there's a Fort Bragg in California. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was born there. Okay. Uh, and he was born on February 25th, 1963. He was one of five children, and he had three older sisters and one younger brother. So he was... The second youngest. Okay. His parents were Lillian and Joseph Duncan. <laughs> I, I wrote Joseph Dunakin. <laughs> I don't know. My spelling is off today. Well, also your giggles are too. Yeah. I, Dunakin. Um, so Joseph, since Joseph, the murderer, was mm-hmm. the third, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his dad was technically Joseph Jr., Mm-hmm. So jo- Joseph Jr. was in the military, and so they moved around a lot when he was a kid. But eventually, they settled in Tacoma, Washington, when Joseph was a teenager. Okay. 
According to him, his mother was strict and abusive, but his younger brother especially said that that was not true. Is it... Well, I guess maybe I'm not wrong. Is it weird to think that anyone named Lillian just couldn't be strict and abusive? It's like, I feel like Lillian is such a sweet name. I feel like I know someone named Lillian. I don't... No, no well, my grandma's Lily. name is Vivian. I don't know. I just feel like when you think of a... For me, when I think of a Lillian, I'm like, oh, what a sweet woman. I have a grandma, Viola, and a grandma, Vivian. Those are fun. I really like the name Viola. I like it too, actually. Yeah. It's very, like, we called classic. Her, we call her Grand Vi. It's not, like, too old or too, like... Mm-hmm. It's I don't really, know. It's, it's, it's elegant. It's classic. Yeah. I like it. We called her Grand Vi, and then her husband's name was Clyde, and we called him oh, Grand yeah. Clyde. Yeah. I love the I've name Clyde. I've heard about Clyde. them. Oh, I love the name Clyde so much. <laughs> um, yeah, Lillian is a sweet name, I think. I don't know. I right? don't associate I just, it with bad. No, me either. That's yeah. when when you said that, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but his brother was, like, absolutely not. Uh, she was I believe strict. his brother. She was strict, but she right. was never abusive. So was my mom. Right. She, she was, was not abusive at all. Yeah. A lot of people's parents are My brother strict. just sucked, so she was a little more strict with me. <laughs> yeah, but, like... I don't know. So take it at face value with him, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he attended Lakes High School in Tacoma, but he never graduated. And when his parents divorced in 1979, his sisters moved out. He stayed with his mother and his little brother went to live with his father. Okay. Later, his father also remarried. So he had like a step family on that side as well. Uh, but he'd already been getting into a life of crime by the time that the divorce happened. And... In 1978, so a year before they were divorced, he was 15 and he was arrested for raping a nine-year-old boy at gunpoint. My brain gun went point. right to, he's 25 now? I was like jumping ahead 10 years. 78. No, you're right. He was 15. Yeah. But my brain like went ahead 10 years and I was like, oh, he's 25? He's, he's still like, <laughs> no. Like this when he started? No, no, no. Okay. No, he was 15. Okay, got it. Um... After being released in 1979, he was arrested again for driving a stolen car. Oh my gosh. Since he was still a minor, he was sent to the Jesse uh, Dislin's Boys Ranch, where they tried to rehabilitate him through therapy. Well, everyone needs therapy. Yeah, but, but like, maybe not as your main sentence for raping a nine-year-old boy and then no, stealing a car. absolutely not. Uh, so even though he reportedly told his therapist that he had raped 13 boys okay so he's one, of, he's one of these yeah got it he was released again a few months later oh my gosh mm-hmm. even though he even, told his therapist that. even if he's lying and even if you suspect he's lying if he's gonna brag yeah. about something that horrendous why are you letting him out so soon yep that, it gets worse well of course it gets worse i don't expect anything yeah. less Yep. He then stole several guns from a neighbor and used them to rape a 14-year-old boy at oh gunpoint. Oh my gosh. When he was arrested again, he was sentenced to 20 years in prison, finally. That's it? But. Oh my gosh. I knew there was a butt coming. I mean, he's obviously out and murdered four people, so. Yeah. Five people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Four. Four? Uh, four, right? Well, yeah, four. Okay. Trying to make sure I had my, had my math right. Yeah. Uh, when So he was released on parole after 14 years, which is, like, longer than I would have expected, but yeah. still. 
Uh, and Still he, not long And enough. he was just told that he was not allowed to have any interaction with minors. Right. So, like, right. don't do that. They're all told that. Like, okay, don't talk to kids. Yeah. Have a good day. Yeah, they're all told that. See you later. Like, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Anyway, he went to live at a halfway house before moving around Seattle until he violated his parole two years later. It took him two years? Yeah. But thankfully... Legally, it took him two years. Yeah. I'm sure he violated it much sooner. Thankfully, this time, though, he wasn't actually interacting with minors. Oh, good. He was in violation for marijuana and firearm possession. Oh, the firearm, not so good. Yeah. The marijuana, whatever. Yeah, right. He spent one month in prison for this violation and then was... One month? Back out again. Tyler was in for four to ten years, got out at about two and a half years on early release... If he violated parole, he would be back in prison to serve his entire sentence. Yeah. He, That's nope. ridiculous. One month. One month. And Tyler's was not as bad as raping a 14-year-old boy. Right. Not nearly as bad. Mm-mm. Need I clarify? And not a nine-year-old. nearly as bad. And a nine-year-old. And stealing a car. Yeah. Tyler's was literally for theft. And stealing guns. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Ew. I yep, hate yep, it. Yep, 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 yep. But of course, he violated his parole again. Well, duh. On March 31st, 1997, when he stole his girlfriend's car and left the country. Okay. But then he was yeah, found... Yeah, you're not supposed to do that on no. parole. Mm-hmm. No. He was found at his half-sister's house in Kansas City, Missouri on August 27th of that year. So he was on the run for a few well, months. Yeah. Yeah. May to... Well, end of uh, May, but... March to August. Oh, March. Yeah. So even oh, so longer. Yeah, yeah, longer. What is that? Th- Five? Five months? Five months? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, he was on the run for five months. And this time, he stayed in prison for three years. Seriously, he has raped two minors. Mm-hmm. And he's violated his parole how many times? And you're still just going to keep giving him these slap on the wrist? Well, he was released for good behavior, Tiffany. Oh, you're good right. Behavior. That means that he's a model. He's a model um, prisoner, absolutely. which means he's a model civilian. Duh. Duh. Obviously. <laughs> I I can't believe I even question our justice system. I know. What? Uh, Tiffany, what? you have no faith in anything. Oh my goodness. So he was released July 14th, 2000. Okay. He moved to Fargo, North Dakota this time. But of course he was back on his bullshit of after course. a couple of years. It took him a couple years? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Actually, it took him four years. Oh, wow. Four um, years longer than I expected. Yeah. On July 3rd. Oh, my birthday now. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on. It was the July the, 14th yeah, was the, the day, day before, before yours. Birthday. His birthday was involved. My birthday I was know. involved. I thought it was a fun one. Are we going to bring in Missy's birthday? Like, what's going on? Shoot, I don't know. We might. There's a lot of dates in here. <laughs> uh, so on July 3rd, 2004, he molested a boy at a playground in Detroit's Lake, Detroit Lakes, Michigan. Oh my God. What is happening? <laughs> Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Thank you. You would think it would be Michigan. I know. It's it's Minnesota. That's what's Well, it's also like Nevada off. City, California. Right, right. Weird. It keeps throwing me off. Um, I actually wrote Michigan, and I had to go back and change it to Minnesota, because <laughs> I was like, I'm literally staring at a screen that says Minnesota, Minnesota. but I typed Michigan. Yeah. Um, and he tried to do the same to the boy's friend that he was with. He was he arrest- tried doing it to two of them? Mm-hmm. At the same... Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. They were playing together at this playground. This guy's an absolute monster. Yeah. I thought he was a monster before, and now I'm just... Mm-mm. He's absolutely horrible. Is this why 
part of the reason why you don't think that he meant to kill Dylan yet. Because he molested a lot of boys. A lot of boys. Yeah. Yeah, it's why all did he boys. keep Shasta alive? Exactly. That's why it's I don't very think... Very confusing. Right. And as far as I saw, he did... He never molested Shasta. Good. But he but he did Dylan. And so oh. I, I'm thinking that he didn't... I don't... I just don't... It doesn't make sense to kill Dylan when he was, like, the one that it well, seems that he Well, none of this wanted. makes sense. Why would he take her into a Denny's in the town that she right. was abducted from, where her family was murdered? Totally. Like, none of this makes sense. Yeah. But... But, like, if you wanted Dylan and not Shasta, why would you kill him first? Right. And it why just would make you, sense. Why would you even take her to begin with? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not a criminal. I can't think like that. Exactly. So that's why I'm kind of thinking, like, I don't know. I don't, it's weird for it to be an accident, but, like, I just, doesn't make sense either for him to kill him. Right. So, uh, he was arrested and charged for the Detroit Lakes incident on March 5th, 2005, but somehow he had befriended, I saw a couple things, either a businessman or a doctor. Oh, okay. Is two different sources said two different things. Okay. <laughs> Um, a wealthy man from Fargo okay. who was stupid enough to yes. post his $15,000 bail for him. First of all, his bail was only $15,000. Yeah. That's that's the first mistake. Mm-hmm. But we then just say that. This but idiot yeah. who posted his bail. Ridiculous. Like, you don't know what he just did and what he's been doing. Yeah. And even if you think like, oh, well, he's a good guy. He no, had to. he's not. Uh, hold on. But if you don't know his backstory, maybe you're like, oh, he's a good guy. There's no way he would have done this. Don't you think that you would want to do, like, a little bit of digging, at least? Right. Like, no, fuck this guy for letting him out. For bailing him for out. For sure. No. I don't agree. I, no, uh, I don't either. But, like, I'm just saying. Right. Even if you think that he... There's no way he could have done this. Right. Like, you're not going to look at anything else? Mm-hmm. Okay. Idiot. Yeah. Idiot. So, uh, he was let out of jail on April 5th. And, of course, he just disappeared. Oh, shocker. Mm-hmm. A warrant was put out for him on June 1st for unlawful flight to avoid prosecution, which is where we come full circle to the murders. Okay. Wow, he was just in and out, in and out, in and mm-hmm. out. And if My that goodness. stupid fucking man hadn't bailed him out, he probably would have never killed that family. Right. Yeah. I... Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He would not have been out to do it. Granted, he probably would have done it to a different family later on. Hypothetically, if he yeah. would have gone out again. Right. Which he probably would have, he because probably, I mean, what the hell is happening here? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing is just very unfortunate that uh, everything failed. <laughs> Listen, when my brother went to prison for theft, there was not a chance in hell, if I had the money or not, if yeah. I was like a billionaire... I'm not bailing his ass out. No. He deserves to be there. You did something. You pay your... You do your time. Oh, yeah. And he will... I mean, now that he's a great human, he will fully admit, too, yeah, I deserve to be there. I should not have... And I I like Tyler. So I'm saying, like, even Tyler. Yeah. Do your time. Obviously, he's my brother. I love him. He's my best friend. But, like, no, you deserved it. Do your time. He knows he deserved it. If I did some shit, I'd do my time. Yeah. And sure, it sucks. It's right. not fun for you or no, whoever's in prison. those are the but like, consequences of the actions that you made. Yeah. That the starts with childhood. That you made. Yeah. That starts when you're 
a year old and you're slapping Avery's wrist for her touching something when you tell her not to. Right. And she knows better. Yeah. That's when it starts. Exactly. So, uh, the same day that they found Dylan's body, Joseph went to the jail chaplain and said that he had killed three people in a house and he wanted to be forgiven. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he did. Joseph kept a journal online. It was, like, a personal website of his called The Fifth oh, Nail. Like a blog? Yeah. Ew. It was called The Fifth Nail. Do you know what that is? I'm assuming it has something to do with Jesus? Mm-hmm. So, uh, there are, like, several theories that... I didn't write this down. Um, so, Jesus was crucified with four nails. I thought it was three. Uh, I think it's four. I thought it was one in each hand and one through both feet. Uh, right? Yeah. Alec is shaking his head yes. I don't know. In this theory, he was crucified with four. Okay. I couldn't tell. I, couldn't I mean, tell that's you. why, like, that's why I was like, maybe Jesus? But I'm pretty sure it was three nails that he was crucified with. Hmm. Um, not according to this theory. Okay. But I don't Let's know who it. made this theory. Right. <laughs> this is the theory. Um, and it goes that, so, assuming Jesus was crucified with four nails... The fit, he was crucified with a fifth nail that was taken by the Romans, I believe. I Again, I didn't write this down. But it was taken by the Romans and, like, hidden somewhere. What? Yeah. Okay. Uh, where, fifth, where would the fifth nail even be? His heart, maybe? I don't know. No, they let him suffer out right. there. Didn't they, like, whip him or cut him or something? Oh, whipped him a lot. Yeah. And then he had to, like, carry his own cross to stake himself up after he's been whipped. And the crown of thorns. Crown of thorns, hand. And then, like, the whole point... I mean, they did this to a ton of people back then. Right. Like, it wasn't just Jesus. But, like, they nail them up by the hands and the feet. And that way, like, you have to Put either your hold yourself up with your feet that's nailed down or you let yourself slouch with your hands. And, right. like, either way, you're just going to suffer until you die of heat exhaustion or dehydration or right. something. Starvation or yeah. infection or, you know. Right. Uh, tetanus. But, tetanus. <laughs> but, okay, so in this theory, uh, yeah, the fifth nail was taken away by the Romans, I, I'm pretty sure, and hidden somewhere. So his, his blog is called The Fifth Nail. Okay, I just looked it up real quick. It says, the general modern understanding in the Catholic Church is that Christ was crucified with four nails, but three are sometimes depicted as a symbolic reference to the Holy Trinity. Mm. I really don't remember there ever being four nails. I couldn't tell. I don't you know. This way. is this is all telling me Catholic stuff. I was not raised Catholic. Yeah. So maybe he was. Yeah. It Catholic says. Then. It says. This one says it's all up for debate. Some say three. Some say four. Right. And, but apparently there was a fifth, and it was stolen. So he called his right. blog online the fifth. Nail. I hate this guy. And I in, absolutely hate him. Yeah. And in this blog, he wrote days before the murders. Um. Quote, to be more specific, I'm scared, alone, and confused. My intent is to harm society as much as I can, can't, as much as I can, and then die. The boogeyman was alive and happy. Yeah, you're the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. You well, asshole. So he had this like nickname that he used for himself. Ew! It was the boogeyman. No, 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 it was like something, Joe, uh, Jazzy Joe, I think. Ew. Or maybe that was his drag name. He also did drag. <laughs> that okay. Well. Um. Which is fine. That's normal. But uh, 
he had a nickname and he said in the post i didn't write it down of course because i'm dumb but he was <laughs> i like, know i like don't write i'm like this isn't that important then right, i like, like talk about it anyway <laughs> right uh but he said like whatever nickname is gone the boogeyman was alive and well Ew, or I alive and him. happy yeah um he also goes on to say that criminals are victims too tiffany did you know that Society should feel bad for them. Right. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. Yeah. I he, felt real bad for Tyler, let me tell you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he believes that criminals should be offered amnesty if they agree to go to therapy instead of doing jail time. Is amnesty like... Like they should just be let go of all the charges. Oh, like, right, right. Yeah, so like if I... Right, especially multiple mm-hmm. child molesters. But if I go to therapy, it's I'm off the hook. Right. Yeah, because you're cured. Right. Your brain chemistry has is totally changed uh-huh. now. Yeah. Right. Duh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I totally agree with him. Yeah. Yeah. But, there are, but he says that would never happen. And do you want to know why? There are so many things I would like to do to this man. Mm-hmm. So many. Yep. Oh, he would hate me. Oh, yeah. But do you want to know why I he would said love this to know would why. never happen? Because, quote, our society loves the excitement that sex offenders bring into our living rooms through the media. Sex offenders. Mm-hmm. Specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I would argue that. He said that we wouldn't know who to blame. Like, we wouldn't be able to point the finger at anyone if there weren't sex offenders that bring excitement into our lives. I hate him. Yeah. I don't think ever once I've heard about a sex offender and gotten excited. Listen, as much as I love true crime mm-hmm. and I love digging into what happened primarily with murders it's just right the psychology the yeah anatomy, the psychology yep, what yep, yep. happens how they were killed like i just the forensics yeah it's interesting and like, and like stuff like right. alice and botha where she was literally disemboweled and her throat was slit almost almost decapitated yeah and she still lived like right. that intrigues me how did that happen i yeah. want to know how that's po- like stuff like that intrigues me yeah i'm on the but same like page. i don't i would love to just live in a world without murder. Exactly. I mean, some people deserve to be murdered. Would, like guys like it this. It would put us out of a podcast. <laughs> but, but that would be fine. That's all right. That's okay with me. Yeah. I don't need to do this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> like, if that means... If we didn't do this podcast because it meant that it never happened, great. Yeah. Happily. That's awesome. Happily. I don't want anyone to be, get murdered for no reason. Yeah. And when you said, like, the only people that should be murdered are sex offenders, I was like, oh, funny you say that. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> this like, guy should be... Yeah. This guy should not be murdered. He should be tortured to say the least yeah right um yeah so he told police that he was driving past the house and saw dylan and shasta outside playing in their swimsuits and so he started to watch the house and come up with a plan oh yeah this sounds familiar now Mm -hmm. it's like some of it didn't but yeah this does again according to joseph this is what happened Around 2 or 3 a.m. on May 16th, he drove up near the house and planned to go through an empty field to get, like, up to the house. I want you to know that every day you say, I'm like, do I know a birthday? No, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says that he was very knowledgeable of crime scene processing. Really? hmm So he really? brought, he bought larger shoes to throw off you the investigation. What? Maybe he's somewhat knowledgeable in crime scene processing, but he's not knowledgeable in how to keep a child that you just abducted from the family you murdered mm-hmm. out of the same city that she lives in. In a fucking Denny's. In a Denny's. So you take her into a restaurant. 
Like, you could at least keep her in a camp. Like, like Bring what? back food. Take it to go. Like, yeah, what is happening with this dude? He's a fucking idiot. He's absolutely stupid. Yeah. And he thinks he's just the best. Yeah. He also used gloves. Right. And he used night vision goggles oh. to survey the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And was extra quiet because he knew that there were dogs. And you know what? Those are all smart moves if you're going to murder a family and abduct two kids. But It like, sounds like he thinks he's on like some tactical mission. Right. And like, first of all, they're probably going to find you no matter what. It, yeah. Second of all, don't bring a child into a Denny's in the hometown well, of her. Like, you know, the stupid thing kind of for him was that they didn't have any leads. They I really did. That. They really didn't have any, yeah, any evidence left from him. There's, if he hadn't brought her in, there is a lot you could do to really throw off an investigation. And if he hadn't brought her into Denny's, yeah, they might not have found him. Absolute idiot. Yeah. Um, and so he knew he had been watching the house, so he knew where the kids' room was. He knew where the the adults' room was. Um. And so he went up to Shasta and Dylan's window, and he stood on a lawn chair to, like, look in the window. Ew. Ew. Yeah. It just gives me, like, the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. One of the dogs heard him, though. My kids' windows are going to be closed 100% of the time. Like, oh, Avery's blind- is, like... I'm going to have blinds and curtains. Like, those yeah. things are shut. Oh, no. Avery's is, like, locked. Her blinds are always closed. She's, like, a foot this away from the This is a two-story house. Well, I told you about the time that there was a ladder. Right. <laughs> right. Going up to that window yeah. when, no, before I, I had Avery. That. There's a, a ladder. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. There I was a, think you have, yeah. but I'm, I don't know. There's a ladder going up to the roof. And the roof right there is where you can see into that room. And it was before I had Avery, our roommate was living there. And, like, we asked the neighbors if it was his construction crews. They said no. Like, it wasn't our ladder. Yeah. It wasn't my landlord's ladder. We had no idea where this ladder came so from. So uncomfortable. Yeah, and she didn't have blinds on her window at that point. Ooh. I know. She got blinds, blinds Granted, very quickly. <laughs> I mean, we have curtains on our upstairs window, on our room. Right. But, like, we never close them. Yeah, no. Because we're Avery's on the second are... story. Like, you don't expect someone to be peeking in there. Avery's are closed, 100%. Well, oh, yeah. And also because dark helps her nap and stuff. Like, right, right. So there's just no reason to open them and close them. And open. We're yeah, only like, in there for naps and sleep time. Yeah, you don't just hang out in our room. Right, exactly. So, uh, yeah, he looked in, but one of the dogs heard him. And came into the kids' room and started... He made direct eye contact with Joseph through the window and started growling. Aww. And so he... Moose would do the same, but she's not intimidating. Well... Yes, she is. She's got a scary She scary does growl. have a scary... She has a scary bark. Yeah. When she comes running you know out what? with the neighbors, I'm like, if they didn't know her, yeah. she's scary. Tucker was growling at Nova the other... Uh, last night, and I Tucker? was like... Growling? We, they were playing tug-of-war. Oh, right, right, right. And he was growling, and I was like damn he's kind of got a scary growl and then he barked a couple times and i was like holy shit he's getting to be a big boy he's a big boy he's a big boy yeah nova jason got nova all riled up you know how she does the baby bear noises the baby you've never heard of baby bear noises uh where you you smack her head around she goes and it sounds just like a baby bear (laughs) okay it's okay now i have to show you i cannot believe you've never heard that I mean, Misty, like, growls at me. No, means... it's a bear noise. Okay. It's a straight up, like, you hear on National Geographic, like, a baby bear. Wow, I cannot believe you've 
I don't think I have. I'll show you next time. But usually that's all she does is like the baby bear noise. Um, and he just got her so fucking riled up that she was standing up on him, like hands on his shoulders almost. I mean, pause as far as I could get. She's not that tall. But as far up as she can get. And she was like snapping and barking in his face. Oh. Like, and I was, I was starting to get scared. I was like, Jay, you should like maybe stop doing that. I don't know. Like you're getting her, like it's going too far, you know? Yeah. I've never seen her do this before. And he just kept fucking going, and I, and then she calmed down. Like, she was wagging her tail the whole time. She wasn't actually being aggressive or anything, but right. I'd never She's seen her girl. do that. And so, she was, like, stoked to be playing, you know? Yeah. And She's I was, been like, neglected. There's a puppy in I the know. house. And a baby. And a yeah, baby. I know. Poor Nova. But I was, like, Where, aren't you, like, weren't you scared of that? I don't know. I, if she started doing that to me, I would absolutely cut that shit out. And he was, like... Um, I mean, I've never seen her do it, and she's an intimidating dog, but, like, I know she wouldn't do anything. Well, Misty bit me once, (laughs) and it was totally my fault. Yeah, and she, Yeah, she totally deserved it. I grabbed, like, the the skin of her back, because she was doing something bad, and I grabbed her, because she wasn't listening, and I just grabbed her way too tight, and she just snapped back at me, and I was like, good for you. That's fair. I was like, (laughs) I'm not mad at you. Like, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have grabbed you that hard. Like, I get it. I'm sorry. I'm happy you snapped. I'm happy that you're going to, like, take care of yourself if something happens to you. Like, good girl. Yeah. No, she was just playing, but, like, yeah she didn't break skin on me or anything but like yeah watching that though was fucking actually like it started to scare me and i'm like if someone broke into my house and nova started doing that to them i think it would scare them away like she's small enough where you could like push her or like get her down like she's not a big she's not a small dog she's not okay but that first dog that attacked me when i worked for the post office true that dog was maybe like 30 pounds that thing was terrifying and it was a little cattle dog yeah, Nova's 50 pounds. Yeah, Misty's about 55 right now. Yeah. But, like, much smaller than Misty. And yeah. I, that thing was terrifying. Yeah. Like, it could have killed me for sure if it right. if it really and that's wanted the thing. to. I and don't I... know what kind of dogs these were. Right. But, like, I imagine any dog dogging you down through a window that you're creeping in, growling, is going to scare the shit out of you. I don't know. Like, I, I think it's just because I know Misty and I know, like, She's her personality and stuff that bitch, I'm just but... like... <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't be scared if I saw that, that face looking at oh, me through I a think window. You, it's an unfamiliar dog. You're doing something wrong and a dog growls at you. Right, but I you're just You're going like, to be scared. I feel like looking at... Because I know her and she's right, my dog. Right. Then I'm like, nobody's right. going to be intimidated by you. But also, like, I also think that Nova would go... Like, she would definitely kill somebody before Misty would. That's how oh, I think. Oh, yeah. Nova would bite someone, absolutely. I think. But also... Misty could surprise me. You never really know. Yeah. I, I really do believe that if someone broke in and started attacking me, like, Nova would bite them. I don't think Misty would. Maybe if they were attacking me. But, like, if they broke in, Misty would... I think she'd bark for sure. She would, like, bark, and she'd be have that mean bark that she does right. have. But she would also be backing up, like, yeah, like, like oh, don't come don't near me, but on. I would just want to, like, kind of intimidate no, you, but I also re- I'm re- scared of you. <laughs> Especially after seeing last night, I really do think Nova would bite someone. Oh, I think she would. That was, it was scary She's to the me. best girl. I almost was like, stop. I love her. But he had it handled and they were playing and it was fine. But like, I've just never seen her escalate that far. Right. And then I started thinking, we had a whole conversation like, if someone broke in, she did that. 
that would be fucking terrifying for and then tucker would be in. like hey what's going on Dude, guys tucker hid around the corner nova nova was barking at jason coming in and tucker hid around the corner until nova stopped barking <laughs> and then he poked his head out and looked at jason and was like hello and jason like, was like you oh little- dad he was like you little bitch wait until the coast is clear <laughs> he's like nova everything good all right i'll come out now tucker's such a baby he's like, he's like everything all right over there or should I just should I just hang back? You got a oh, handle. I love him. Oh, he's such a he's little He's definitely that doofy golden. Oh my god, doofy. so much. You should have posted the picture of him and Nova together. I should have, I know. Right when I saw that this morning, I was like, oh, but where's Nova? Know, <laughs> like, that's such a cute picture. I know, she is very cute. Um, so anyway, yeah, the, uh, the dog came in, started growling at Joseph through the window, and so he ran to a fence line, to like the fence line of the property, and he waited there for about an hour. Oh my gosh. And nobody came to investigate. He didn't see any lights turn on. He didn't see anyone moving in the house. Uh, So he went to the back door. And he said that if the back door was locked, he would have left. He would have left the family alone. Um, But in his mind, if it was unlocked, he would go through with his plan. Okay. So to bring it back to Tyler again, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, basically, I'm not going to like sit here oh, and tell yeah this. i'm not gonna tell like the whole story of what tyler did but he was my mom kept telling me like there's a string of car robberies make sure you like in our neighborhood make sure you lock your car yeah it was my brother the entire time <laughs> um but he he's he like go don't around. worry mom i know tyler won't get hit tyler's <laughs> like, i don't know he robbed me a few times too oh never mind he'd like <laughs> go in our cars and like pick out the loose change or like i had i put a new doorknob on my door with a key lock because mm-hmm. i didn't trust him right but like he was going through some shit whatever right. but um he told me and he still maintains it to this day that he would not hit a car that was locked he would only he would go around and he would try to open doors and if they opened that's when he would go in and steal everything he would not break into a car right and so that was kind of Joseph's, I so guess, like, thought process being like, hey, if the door's locked, I'll I'll just leave. Whatever. But murder is very different than yes. breaking into a car to steal I some change. I don't think Tyler would <laughs> like, ever murder anybody. Right. But, I, but it, like, I just don't believe that if the door was locked, he would have just left. Like, no. he probably would have left for that night. Right. For some pocket change, Tyler, absolutely, I'm, I believe, like, yeah, but it's yeah. not worth it. Or like but a like, stereo that you think you can sell at a store. You've been stalking this house, like watching their movements, figuring out like where they all sleep, their routines. You know, like I, mm, it just doesn't track to me. No. Uh, so anyway, unfortunately, the back door was actually open. Like it was cracked. It wasn't closed oh. all the way. So he says. Right. This is you know his account. This is just another psa just make sure you lock your doors yeah it's not necessarily gonna prevent you know i didn't lock my doors for like three years and now since jason since we had avery jason makes sure the door is locked every night which makes sense but no i never locked it and now i'm thinking because you know how my door like opens with the wind Mm -hmm. i'm like i can't believe a bear never has never seriously pushed its way in Because I never locked that door. For three years, I never locked that door. Ew, Sarah, I hate I know, that so I much. I know, I'm so bad. I'm so bad, I know. Ugh. But now we have Avery, and we have things that we actually give a shit about, so we lock the door. <laughs> I locked the door for my own safety. Mm. And Misty's. 
I don't know that I give a shit that much, but <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> you're like, I don't care about me, but Seasonal like depression. <laughs> <coughs> Anywho. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah. Okay. So he noticed the doors open. He pushed it open to see if like the dogs would come out at him. You know, if anyone was up. So he kind of pushed it open, got nervous again, ran back to the fence. I would also get nervous if I saw a dog growling at me through the window. Yeah, but the dogs... So when he pushed the door open, the dogs didn't do anything. But former me, Mm. before the first dog attack, Mm. if a dog growled at me, I'd be like, oh, hey, you're so cute. (laughs) Like, I would still go up to pet it. Now that I've been attacked by a dog, I'm and multiple dogs, Mm. I'm like... I don't know. No, if a dog growls at me, I'm not going anywhere near it. I love dogs, but I've always been, like, if they bark, like, randomly, like, even if I met Misty and, like, I went to pet her and she, like, looked if at me you and met barked, Misty, I would have like, been... Like, how she barks oh, at my I neighbors every day? I would have stood like this and not looked at her. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and I like dogs, but no, I, they're was, wild animals and I... That know. was never me before I got attacked. They're not wild animals, but they're, they're animals and, like, I don't know. I just don't ever really trust dogs i don't know i know i feel bad like when people are walking on my street because mm. she comes out to like take out the trash with us and stuff and if she sees someone on our street she will just run right up right. And, yeah and i'm like i swear she's eyes i swear she's eyes like <laughs> just, i'm really eyes. sorry i didn't see you out here or else right. i wouldn't you know i wouldn't let, let her go screaming at you <laughs> right exactly i mean nova does the same stuff if like we're in the front yard and like a delivery guy comes up or right like the mail you know or any noise near your front Literally door anything. <laughs> um the sticky note fell off our front door. The one that said, Jason, lunch, oh, yeah. don't forget. <laughs> and it fell off the door and Nova went busting in there like, who is it? It's okay, every time it's Alex sticky note. comes home, she just runs upstairs and hides into the bed. So she's <laughs> very useless. <laughs> At least you have an attack dog. Oh, yeah, I do Nova, not. <laughs> they're not making it through the door before Nova scares the shit out of them. No, Missy's hiding, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um. So he goes back to the fence again for another 30 minutes. Plenty of time over this whole night for him to just fucking leave. Yeah. That's, it's not an impulse decision <laughs> at all. No. So when he went back, he went in, actually this time, he, he went in the house this time, and he saw Brenda asleep on the couch in the living room. And this time, the dogs did charge at him down the hallway. Good dogs. But then ran away when they saw a shotgun in his hand. And I, I assume this family used guns. Right, right, right. They had guns They upstairs. probably... Train the dogs, like, get away when you see a gun so you don't have an Or, like, even they know, like, the sound that that item makes when it goes off. Like, maybe that scares them. Yeah. Just something that... I think, like, if you were to have guns, and I don't know what kind of guns they had, but, like, if they were hunters or whatever, the dogs are trained to, like, stay out of... Maybe that's why Misty is so unaffected by fireworks. You stick her shooting. Oh, probably. Yeah. That, That all makes sense now. Yeah. Nova's She's not affected cared. by wild horses, we'll see, though. We'll see Tucker. I'm sure he's going to be fucking terrified. Oh, he's going to be so... Um, when we took her to the um, the ski jumps at Heavenly, there was a ton of dogs there, actually. Oh. None of them reacted to the fireworks. There were fireworks left and right. Yeah. Tucker would probably lose his shit. And Misty's just like... Nova doesn't care. ...laying in the snow, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they ran away. I, I don't know, you know, maybe they were trained for that or the, he intimidated them. I'm not sure. Right. Um, so Brenda woke up during, like, when the dogs charged him, um, but he kind of, like, crouched down, and so she couldn't see him. 
Okay, it makes a little more sense now that everyone's asleep. Mm-hmm. How and we could do this. So she, she like, got up, turned on the light, still couldn't see him, and then, like, laid back down on the couch. And he swears that he, she was making eye contact with him the entire time. No, oh, sleepy me doesn't say anything. Right. And so he was, <laughs> so. like, he was, like, I, she was looking at me. And she just went back and laid back down and, like, turned the light off. And so he was, like, I couldn't. Like, maybe she couldn't see me, but I could see her. She was, like, looking into the darkness where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, she made eye contact with me and just went and laid back down. Um, so he walked over to her and she was had, like, closed her eyes again. And he asked her, quote, where's your husband? Um, Brenda originally said, like, he's not here. Because she's thinking... Well, technically, Mark's not my husband, I'm sure, you know? So it's just like, he's not here. And so he said again... Or, I mean, that's... I didn't even think of that. That's a good possibility. Like, I don't have a husband. What are you talking about? He's not here. I don't know. (laughs) She's not lying. Yeah. But, but, like... But Steve's last name is also grown. So I assume at some point they were married. The children's father. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they were in the process of getting But do you think that he even... Or he even like knew the last names no but i think maybe in her mind he's looking for steve oh. and she's like he's not here okay you yeah, know? yeah okay yeah that makes which sense which is like because they have the same last name i assume they were married at some point right and so she's like he's not here if you're looking for steve he doesn't live here right that that also makes sense right but also like maybe she's trying to say like oh no he's not here because she is hoping that he'll hear what's going on and like save the day basically so there's there's possibilities right but then he goes where's the man oh and she so she went upstairs to get mark um and she brought she they both came back downstairs and joseph zip tied um mark but he didn't he underestimated how big mark was like mark was a big guy and so he had to use he had put zip ties together, like, how cops do, you know? Like, he loops two mm-hmm. of them together, and then those are, like, handcuffs. Um, but he had to use both sets on just Mark. I just... If he's preoccupied with trying to put together zip ties, right. I would be going... No, no, crazy. he had done this before. He brought all this, like, prepared. Right, but he's still preoccupied. There's still two of them versus one of him. He has a shotgun and I, I there are know, kids in the I house. I, yeah, I get it. I get Granted, both sides. I also don't have kids. I don't know how I would react if I had children in the house. I don't, like, right. I mean, you never know until you're in the situation, and I pray that mm-hmm. I'm never in that situation. No, of course. But I like to think that, like, me and Alex would fuck this dude up. <laughs> right. That's what I like to believe in my head, at least. Yeah. So, I don't know. I like to believe the same. And I think Jason would fucking fight to the death for Avery and I, you know, like. Right. And I think you would too. But like. I would. Yeah. But. But then again, like if it it happened, maybe I'd just be like, okay, okay, okay. Like, just please don't hurt my daughter. Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt Jason. Right. Because that's a very, that's a very common thing to like do as a parent. Yeah. Try to like de-escalate. Right. So nothing bad happens. Right. But then you see those cases where they're like, oh, well, I related with them and like now I'm alive. And it's like. Totally. How do you go, like? How Where do, you do you find decide line? what to yeah, do in exactly. that situation? Totally. Tough. So, um, he zip tied Mark in the living room, and then he told Brenda to go wake up the kids and bring them back 
Until oh no. A mother's worst nightmare. Uh-huh. And so he zip tied and duct taped the rest of the family. And so that's where Shasta Would you just throw Avery out the window? Dude, and that's okay, I was kinda of thinking while I was writing this, like why I'm just she... I'm sorry. I'm just but picturing like... Jason Kidding. <laughs> I pumped that bitch down the hallway. <laughs> That's a whole other story. I just, um, I just couldn't stop laughing when I thought about it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was kind of like, I'm not trying to shame, like, say that she sh- did something wrong or you know shame her, but my thought was like, why wouldn't? But I mean, she's got three of them in different and rooms. Knows. And how do you like, pick? He knows at least, right? And how? And he has a shotgun. And like, how do you pick which kids to live take? and don't possibly live? Right, exactly, like, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like I get the whole situation, but I was thinking like I'd probably having one kid just take her and get out the window and yeah. like find help and possibly save jason you know yeah i'm sure jason wouldn't mind if i sacrificed him for us <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but i get it like she's got three kids how do you choose yeah you you, you know can't and, and he's got a shotgun so if, even if you started running and he's like why is this taking so long right and he like shoots you i mean you know and like she doesn't know that and, like, everyone's, I'm sure everyone's, like, biggest hope in that situation mm-hmm. is to do what they say, comply, and, like... They let you go. Take whatever you want, you know, right, right, let me live. Right. Exactly. Let my kids live. Like... Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> then uh, he brought Shasta and Dylan outside, just like Shasta said, and then he guided Slade outside where the other kids couldn't see him. That's when Joseph hit Slade with the hammer on the back of the head twice, and Slade fell, you know, mm-hmm. was laying on the ground, and he assumed that he was dead. So he went back inside and hit Brenda with the hammer two or three times in the head, and then he hit Mark two or, te- two or three times in the head as well, and that's when Shasta heard Mark yell, ow, or ouch, or, like, something mm-hmm. to that effect, you know. When he went back outside... He saw Slade walking around disoriented, which is what Shasta saw, that he was acting weird. He even almost lost Slade at one point. Like, he saw him walking around, so he went to get him, and then he couldn't find him. I I really, really hope that he was in so much shock that he didn't feel that. Right, like he had traumatic brain injury, and he was not there. Yeah. He just didn't even know that he was injured. Yeah. So he found Slade in front of the house, and um, he hit him again a few more times in the head. So when he went back, after this, he went back into the house to make sure that Brenda and Mark weren't, like, also still alive. Right. And he heard them both making snoring noises, is uh, how he described it. Um, so Trying he, to breathe, yeah. Yeah. So he hit them a few more times as well. But he couldn't look at Brenda, so he put a blanket over her face before he hit her. What? Yeah, he said he couldn't look at her um, in, the, like, the state that she was in, and, and so he put a blanket over her head Maybe he, he has, her. like, this weird concept of women. Well, and that's the thing is because he only really victimizes boys up right. to this point. And, so, and he didn't kill um, Shasta. Shasta. And then he, like, had right. this weird mm-hmm. thing about Brenda. Maybe he just, like, ha- yeah. maybe his mom was, like, his, like, he says that she was strict and abusive, but, like, maybe she was actually, like, the one person in his life that, like, he loved yeah. and he, like, couldn't. I don't know. 
it's so like the weird. psychology of it's so weird. I know psychology is such a maybe I should study psychology. It just yeah. intrigues me so much. Um, Haley just got a degree in psychology. Go her. I actually don't want to ever study psychology. She, it just it does intrigue yeah. me. But she like, really enjoyed it from what I've heard from her. Yeah, I can imagine. Like I I get why people would go that route. Yeah. So he left the house in Brenda and Mark's white truck, and then he moved to the moved the kids into the jeep and left, telling them. Or telling the police the same story that Shasta told. Like, it all matched up. Mm-hmm. But this didn't explain why there was blood found throughout the house. And, like, on Mark's body. Maybe he, like, went upstairs to make sure there was no other kids. And he just, like, didn't think that was important. Well, because he said that he killed them in one local area. He knew where all the kids were sleeping. He knew how many people were in the house. So the police were like... Hmm. Then why is there blood in different areas? Yeah. Right? And why is there blood dripping over Mark? And all these questions, right? And that's when Joseph said that as he was driving away, he saw Slade walking again, <gasps> again walking in the front yard. No. Yep. And he chose not to stop because, one, the sun was coming up, and two, he said he knew Slade like, wouldn't survive, ultimately, with the trauma trauma that he'd inflicted. He said Slade wouldn't survive. Slade wouldn't have survived. The sun was coming up. I had to get out of there. Oh, my gosh. And so I just figured he'd die shortly. Yeah, I am thinking my theory was wrong, and now I'm extra upset that it's correct. Thinking about that, too, is even more sad. Because if you think about it, he said that he saw him walking outside the house, because that's where he hid him. Right. And that means he went back inside to check on his mom and died at his mom's feet. What if he wasn't... Uh... Yeah. He walked over Mark, got to his mom, and died at his mom's feet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's wild, like, even though he didn't survive, like, it's wild how strong our bodies can be. Oh, absolutely. And you have to... Like, that's kind of the sad thing, too, is, like, you have to think that maybe he was a little bit there because he went to check on his mom yeah like he went to his mom i know and like the like after when he found him walking the first time i was like well he probably didn't right like even know what was going on but then this like makes me think that he did yeah the fact that he was going on and then still knew what was going on the fact that he didn't just like walk around in circles yeah like walk in a random direction and die there like the fact that he went back inside Walked over Mark, got to his mom. That's so To check sad. on her and then died. Yeah. Like, you, you kind of think that he was probably still there mentally. Mm, that's so hard. Yeah. Um, Shasta said that he had talked to her about other murders that he'd committed in the past while they were at these various campsites. Oh, I hate him. And that's where Anthony Martinez's case comes to the attention of investigators. Joseph approached 10-year-old Anthony Martinez on April 4th, 1997 in uh, Beaumont, Beaumont, California, while he was on parole. Remember, he's on parole at this time. My gosh. This dude. And you said, well, legally. And I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He asked Anthony, Anthony and his friends, who were all playing in Anthony's front yard, for help with finding a lost kitten. Oh, my gosh. The most cliche. Yeah, and like, don't bring don't bring a lost kitten into my life. Like, yeah. I will help you look for it. That's right. my downfall for sure. 
I'm going to yeah. find that damn can. But these kids were smart because they were like, absolutely not. I don't give a shit. Good. I'm not helping you find this kitten. Yeah, you fucking creep. Get out of my face. Mm -hmm. And when they refused, Joseph grabbed Anthony at knife point and abducted him. Oh my gosh. After a two-week search on April 19th, a park ranger found Anthony's body an hour away from his house. He had been bound with duct tape, was nude, and had been badly assaulted. Police actually did get a partial fingerprint off the duct tape and got a composite sketch from the other boys. But they didn't get any leads, so the case went cold until uh, the the Grony murders when bloggers non- noticed the similarities in the cases and the composite sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, Joseph confessed to Anthony's murder on July 19th, and that's when he also confessed to murdering two young girls in July 1996 in Seattle. Oh, my birth month. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. The two girls are what? believed... Okay, what? just keep going. Uh, the two girls are believed to be nine-year-old Cameron uh, Cubias and 11-year-old Samiho There's White. no confirmation? No. What? Yeah. The girls... So, the girls had disappeared after leaving a motel parking lot, and... Their skeletons were found 17 months later on, like, a muddy hillside in Washington. Um, And, like, during the time of the case, they didn't have any evidence, so that went cold as well. Um, And the investigators originally thought that, like, maybe he was taking credit for other crimes that he'd heard about. Right, because that happens a lot. And, but his story kind of, like, did match up to what, but maybe it was public knowledge, you know, it was like, they... They were like, we don't have any actual evidence, so he says he did it, but it, but like to the, me it doesn't fit his MO. That, like no, two young girls is not fit gr- his MO yeah, at all. Exactly, he could barely even. This kill would Brenda. be the only girls that he ever could, like did anything to. Right, and so they weren't really sure. Um, I don't know. He lived like nearby at the time. So they were like, yeah, you were, I mean, you were close enough. Right. That you could have, but. Oh my gosh. Um, the His only. families. Yeah. And he, like, he obviously didn't know names. And so the only thing, the only case that they could connect it to would be these two. Girls. Yeah. So he had to be tried in three different courts for everything that he'd done. So he was first tried in uh, Kootenai County on July 13th, 2005. And That's my cousin's birthday. <laughs> so <laughs> Sorry. Birthdays in this. He was charged there with three counts of first-degree murders for Slade, Brenda, and Mark. Mm-hmm. But the trial didn't actually start until October 6th of 2006. October 26th of 2006, sorry. Uh, he entered a plea of guilty to all charges and was sentenced to three consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. Didn't you just say that he still maintains his innocence? But he pled guilty? No, no. Alex Murdoch. Oh, okay. That I'm was sorry. the update in the beginning. I yeah. was like, what? No, Alex Murdoch okay. says that he's... Right. That, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> okay. I was like, he just confessed and everything. Yeah, he confessed and he's like, I'm guilty. Okay. Yeah. It's all adding up now. He never said he was innocent. Uh, so, yeah, he was sentenced to three consecutive life yeah, sentences. Yeah, is he out on parole now? No, without the possibility of parole. I'm sure shocked. <laughs> Then he was tried by a federal grand jury for the kidnappings of Dylan and Shasta. 
good. He was charged with ten things. Like ten That's he it? had ten charges. Uh they were kidnapping, kidnapping resulting in death. Which seems weird that it's not just a murder charge, but okay. Well, they could do like they could do like second degree murder or kidnapping resulting right. in yeah, death I guess and so. like Right. One yeah. could be found not guilty, one could be found guilty. That's, they charge them yeah. with like whatever they think will stick and That's like true. hope yeah. for the best. Um and I guess so the the federal grand jury uh he had to be tried there because when you take a child across state mm-hmm. borders, yeah. for like specifically for sexual acts or solicitation, that's a federal crime. That so that's sense. why the federal jury... I think that, like, any... Any... Whether it be that or, like, a murder or... There's... I feel like there's a lot of mm-hmm. possibilities where once you cross state lines, it becomes federal. federal. Because it's, like, right. you can't, like, pinpoint it to one jurisdiction. Yeah. And that's why he wasn't originally charged with Dylan's murder with... With the, the other the three. Re- yeah, mm-hmm. the rest of the family because it was technically a federal case yeah that makes sense um so it's kidnapping kidnapping resulting in death aggregated aggregated sexual abuse of a minor aggravated aggravated you said aggregated oh sorry <laughs> aggravated sexual abuse of a minor sexual exploitation of a child resulting in death and other crimes related to like illegal firearm charges charges and um vehicle theft on December 3rd, 2007, he entered a plea of guilty to all charges. Wow. Yeah. And this meant, too, that Shasta wouldn't have to testify good. against him. Oh, good. Which, yeah. At least that there's poor that. poor girl. Yeah. She's been through enough. She's been through way too much. Yeah. Um, before the penalty phase of the trial, he fired his lawyers and chose to represent himself. Okay, Ted Bundy. Yeah. Get out of here. And he was found competent to do so. They were like, yeah. Ew. He can. Well, he is competent. He's just a f- absolute idiot. Yeah. Like, Right. So on August 27th, 2008, the jury recommended the uh, death penalty after how many, how long do you think it took? I love these. I know. <laughs> okay. The last time I guessed 42 minutes and you said it was four and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to guess like an hour and 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just under three hours. Okay, so not too far off. Yeah. So, they were like, death penalty. Granted, death penalty is like a hefty, like, thing for them. So, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, he was recommended by the jury Mm -hmm. the death penalty after three hours of deliberation, and the judge agreed. Oh! Okay. I mean, he's never going to be put to death, but... Well, no. Uh, The judge's stand... Or, sorry. I'm reading the wrong... Joseph's standby counsel filed an appeal. Of course they did. But he wrote a letter to the court saying that they did that against his wishes. What? He did not want an appeal. There's automatic appeals for death penalty cases. And he, he said just, he didn't want he's it. He's just like, no, sentence me he to said, death, I don't care. He said, I told them I didn't want it, and they did it, and that's against my wishes. What? Mm-hmm. So he said, no, I don't want it. He, even he knows he deserves to be put to death. Yeah. So he was diagnosed with uh, pedophilia, obviously. Duh. Sadistic personality disorder. Also, duh. Antisocial personality. I actually didn't know that sadistic personality disorder I didn't was either. a thing. I've never heard of that. Me either. You always hear antisocial personality right. disorder. Right. Right. Like, always. 
so he was diagnosed with that too. Uh, it was actually antisocial personality disorder with narcissistic traits. That tracks. Yeah. But ultimately, like, he was found legally sane. Well, yeah. Yeah. He is. Exactly. So, on January 24th, 2009, he was extradited mm-hmm. from to California for the murder of Anthony Martinez. Good. He's still got another trial mm-hmm. coming up. On March 16th, 2011, he entered a guilty plea and was sentenced to two more life terms. Good. On C- April California 5th. doesn't fuck around. Yeah. They're like, oh, one person, two life sentences, thank you. That's okay. I thought that <laughs> and I was like... It's very strange. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, he only... It's only one victim. Why? I wonder if... Like, was he convicted of kidnapping also? Maybe. And, like, it maybe the judge was like, I am making sure you're not getting out of prison yeah, ever. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it was, but I couldn't find, like, his exact charges on that. Um, But he, he was sentenced to two more life terms for Anthony Martinez. Don't do shit in California. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the plea deal included, too. So when he entered that plea deal of guilty, it included that he had no possibility of parole or the right to appeal. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, like, even if federal and Idaho, right, gave him possibility of parole, he, would he still... at least would yeah. have to serve two life sentences in California. No appeals, no parole. Right. And you might as well, just, like, obviously you're just not going to try at that point. Right. I mean, you can't. You... Who cares if you get... Like, yeah, you're still in prison for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's two life sentences. Even if federal and Idaho fucked off, you're still you're yeah. never getting out. So never. Like, what's the point? Right. Um, but he was never tried for the murders of Carmen or um, Sammy. I can um, I have such a hard time saying it. It's uh, Samio. Samio. It's spelled S A M M I E J O. It's it's Samio. 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 Simeo? I'm so sorry. It's it's I'm sorry, I, we're really white. Yeah. It's something like that. I actually want to say it, it, it is Simeo. Simeo. That sounds right. Yeah, it's or Samiha. I mean, I know mm, J's are sometimes H's and right. Spanish the, the culture, way but I, I don't know what it, she is. The way I had heard it was like Samio or Simeo. Something like that. I'm sorry, we're so white. I know. I apologize. That's the way I heard it, so I could be saying it wrong, but Right. I don't know. Um, the jury on Dylan and Shasta's case were offered counseling after the trial for what they had witnessed in court. Good. They should get it for free. The evidence shown included the 33-minute video (gasps) of Joseph torturing Dylan. Uh, that I talked about that just earlier. gave me literally full body chills. Like, yeah. I, my entire body was I didn't numb. say, I didn't, I actually never wrote this down and I didn't say it earlier, but both Joseph... And Dylan were nude in the video. Oh. Um, and it was the one where Dylan was being hung by a wire. And, like, and it was as a jury, minutes long. As a jury, like, you are required to, like, watch that. You mm-hmm. can't, like, cover your eyes. No. You can't look away. Like, you have to. That's... Oh, gosh. I... I can't imagine being... It was 33 minutes long. That's... 34 minutes too long. Like, that's horrendous. Yep. And there were other videos that were shorter, but that doesn't make it better. Um, But they were more videos of the ongoing torture oh. of Dylan. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they had to watch. And they're, they Didn't brought... he plead guilty? Why was there even a jury here? I'm they confused. had to sentence him. They had to sentence him. And they didn't sentence him to death? Like, what? Um, oh, they I don't know it. that the death penalty was... Well, didn't they recommend it? Oh, yes, 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 you're right. They did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would have recommended it, too. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't have recommended it. I would have threatened that judge. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, other... I'd be like, my taxpayer dollars are not going to this guy. Kill him. Yeah, other evidence Tomorrow. was, like, crime scene photos, uh, the photos of Dylan's, like, decomposing oh. body. So, they deserved the therapy. Like, the, the Absolutely. Counseling. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I can't. Yeah. In 2016, Shasta, who was then 19 years old, started a petition called Slade and Dylan's Law in honor of her two brothers. Wait, she's only a year younger than me. 2016, she was 19. Yeah. 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 Uh, But yeah, she started a petition called Slade and Dylan's Law in honor of her two brothers And in the petition description, she stated that convicted sex offenders should not be let out of jail. Oh, whoa. This would mean... Big red truck. Like, I've been saying that for Uh how long? Uh Uh-huh. This would mean that the three-strike rule for violent sex offenders would be reduced to one strike. Good. It should. It happens and you're done. I full-fucking-heartedly agree with that. Me too. By the time the petition closed, it had 51,820 supporters. I will play devil's advocate real quick, though. Some people are shitty, and some people do cry wolf, and some people do get convicted because of it. Yeah, okay. It does happen. That's okay. And, like, sure, in in a a two-strike rule, then. In a lot of situations... You don't want to say, like, oh, the victim, the quote-unquote victim is wrong. You're lying. You're making this up. But on mm-hmm. the other point, like, you want to right, make right, right, sure that okay, that so, is so two true. Strike rule. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Or fool me once, shame on you. Fool, fool me, me twice, shame, shame on me. me. Right. Two strike. Nobody needs three strikes. Nobody. No. I Especially violent sex that. offenders. If two people now are coming forward and there's sufficient evidence... To yeah. convict you? To me, if there's sufficient evidence to convict you, one is enough. But, okay, let's say that But again, somehow, there are some... Right, somehow. Like, there are some crazy... Mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a crazy woman, and I sleep with someone, and then they turn out... They're like, yep. oh, I don't actually really want to see you anymore. And right. I'm like, oh, well, let me just go say you raped me then and get a rape kit done. And then like, it, the evidence lines up? Yeah. yeah. But two, okay, so two strikes. Exactly. Then, yes, like it, it's not coincidence, right? Unless right. it's like, well, unless I it's like know. me and you, like we both say the same guy raped us, but like we were actually willing. But then See, we're but like, then oh, well, we so hate foggy. This. Yeah, and then it's just like, but but then I don't know. A jury might not convict him anyway. No, I agree though. Two strike rule, like two. I think it's very. It's let's very find the middle ground. Very very rare that. Yeah two women would bring forth the same man or two men what's, would bring like, what's the forth guy? the Brock, same woman. Brock. You know, Ugh. You know Brock. Ugh. Yes, I do. The, uh, the... Is it means? Brock means? Ooh, I don't know. Ooh, I don't... The um, college kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, the swimmer or whatever he was. 
Turner. Turner. Yep. Yeah, Brock Turner. Like, that sufficient evidence. Mm-hmm. He should have gone away for the rest of his fucking life. Oh, yeah. But no, it would have ruined his life. He had a whole college career, and he had a life ahead of him, and one mistake. Fuck that judge, let me tell you One mistake. Yeah, fuck that judge. No means no. Yeah. Period. Uh, so things like that? No, absolutely not. Um... I agree with this petition saying that that's a one strike thing. Yeah. Because that was clear that he'd done it. Right. Well, but then, but then, yeah. Okay. So I agree with the two strike if they're of age. One strike if they're underage. Yes. But then, you know what? I take it back. Because then you get in that fuzzy area of like 16 and 18. No. Well. The 16 year old could definitely consent to an 18 year old. No, but it. Okay, and yes, it's still... a 16 to 18-year-old, yes. Yes. But a 16 to, like, 25, 26, oh, yeah, that's... 35? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, That's... That crosses the line. 16 to 18, I, there's I, a gray I, area Okay, there. now I'm starting to understand why there's a three-strike rule. Because there are gray areas, but mm-hmm. I think two strikes is enough, honestly. Oh, yeah. But this is... Let me remind you, this is violent. Right. Sex offenders. And very, very much minors. Mm-hmm. Like, non-consenting minors. No, no, but These this is children just cannot. That, like, okay. if Alex beat the shit out of you, and then raped you, right? <laughs> <laughs> he flexed on her. Um, <laughs> and we're not laughing at anything I just said. Um, no, but if, if Alex beat the shit out of you and then raped you, then... One strike. Right. Right. And, like, he's my fiancé. And, and like, and, but the, still but, but, does okay. not make it okay. No, but this is violent. So, like, minus, if you... Even minus the beating. But, no, like, say, say you don't... Alex isn't in the picture, and you go on a date with one guy, and you sleep with him, and then you say, oh, he raped me. And you're lying, right? That's not violent. Right. He didn't threaten you. He didn't beat the shit... Like, you know, I, I don't think that that is considered violent in the legal sense yeah like i could have i mean i could have gotten drunk and said no 15 times and then finally said "Mm -hmm." okay fine but it wasn't a violent sex offense but i mean it's still rape and i could be wrong but no i get what you're saying right so i don't know if it is i don't know i don't i just one. I think the two-strike rule is a safe bet. For the most part. Right. I don't think anyone needs three strikes for a violent crime like that. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get what you're saying. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think I agree. Anyway, fuck this guy, though, because oh, yeah. on October 20, in October 2020, Joseph was diagnosed with glioblastoma. I don't know what that means, but good. It's like brain tumors. Good. Kill you. Um, he refused treatment. Good. He was given six to 12 months to yeah, live. Yeah, because he knows he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. He knows that he deserves to die. Yeah. And he knows he deserves to die a slow, painful death. Yep. So he's given six to, tw- to 12 months to live, and he died on March 28th, 2021. And, and I'm I sure it was painful. That he got beaten the I fuck hope- up. 
I hope that brain Every tumor day. got beaten to shit in prison. But I hope before that he got no, beaten. No, I know. But you've got... Come on, you can imagine it probably hurts worse if there's a brain tumor. Yeah, I mean, you're fucking... I don't know. But I hope he got beat so bad that his skull broke and, like, punctured that brain tumor. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> I hate the guy. I, oh, I hate him. Um, part of me wishes that he was still alive. And dealing with this brain tumor. I get it. But then part of me is like... We're not paying for him anymore. Exactly. Was he in California? Um, you know, I don't... Since he had... Uh... He had multiple convictions in multiple states. But... I know, I always wonder how that works. It's like, who keeps Right, them? that's actually good. Um, let me look that up really quick. Uh... I feel like there's no real rhyme or reason to it, but I could be wrong. Let me look that up. He was in Indiana. United oh. the United States penitentiary at uh Terre Haute, Indiana. It was probably a federal court. Yeah, it's a f- or a uh, federal prison. Thank goodness incarcerated. Because he wasn't convicted in Indiana, right? Right. Convicted child murder was on death row. Yeah, he was in Indiana. A federal prison? It was a, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a federal prison. Um, yeah, so he's dead, and that's that. He deserved to go much worse. Oh, he for sure did. Absolutely. Uh, how long are we at right now? 145. So I shouldn't tell that. Oh, I'm so curious case. about it, though. <laughs> I guess if no one wants to listen to it, we can skip it. It's 9.04, so it's up to you. It's not that long. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. So, here's the story. On March 23rd, 1994, a medical examiner viewed the body of Ronald Opus and concluded that he died from a gunshot wound of the head caused by a shotgun. Okay. Investigation to that point had revealed that Ronald had jumped... From the top of a 10-story building with the intent to commit suicide. Okay. So, so he jumps mm-hmm. from 10th story, right? As he's falling. Is someone shooting him like a friggin' clay pigeon? Like, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> right, right. Okay, so he's he's jump he jumps from the 10th t- story of this building. From the 9th story, he gets shot. Like a clay pigeon. By a shotgun. Okay. That kills him. Before he can complete his suicide. Okay. Um, And he left notes and everything saying, like, I am killing myself. I'm going to jump off the roof. Like, this is proven. Okay. He jumped. Mm -hmm. He meant to do this. As he passed the ninth floor, his life was interrupted by a shotgun blast through the window, killing him instantly. Okay. Okay. Neither the shooter nor... Uh, Ronald were aware that a safety net had been erected in the eighth floor. Oh man, this is getting real complicated. To protect some window washers, and that Ronald probably wouldn't have died, resulting in this jump. He most likely wouldn't have. Right. He he, he wouldn't have. Right. So he wouldn't have com- successfully committed suicide. 
so it goes on to say, ordinarily, a person who sets out to commit suicide, to commit suicide is and succeeds, even if the mechanism might not be what they intended, is defined as suicide. Mm-hmm. So say you jump off a bridge and you mean to hit the water, but a boat hits you. That's still suicide. I feel like this is more of a moral thing. No, it's not. It's it's a prosecutor's thing. Or it's like a coroner's thing. No, I, I get that. But, like, morally, I would say he was murdered. Because there are... Really? Yes, because... No, okay, but listen, but listen. Okay, I'm... okay it goes on, it goes on. Okay, keep going on. Okay. So, yeah, even if a person who goes to commit suicide and the mechanism isn't what they intended, it's still defined as com- committing suicide. That he was shot on the way to certain death nine stories below probably would not change his mode of death from suicide to homicide, but the fact that his suicide would have not been achieved because of that net caused the medical examiner to feel that he had a homicide on his hands. Right? Right. Further investigation led to the discovery of the room on the ninth floor, where the shotgun blast uh, emitted was occupied by an elderly man and his wife. He was threatening her with the shotgun because of some kind of argument that they'd gone into and became so upset that he could not hold the shotgun straight. When he pulled the trigger, he missed his wife and the bullet went through the window, striking Ronald. Well, then that's just a whole different charge. (laughs) Yeah. But when the couple is brought in, they say, like, no, he has a temper. He always brandishes this shotgun at me and, like, threatens to shoot me and pulls the trigger, but it's never loaded. Like, this has been an ongoing thing in our relationship for Mm, years and years and years. I would discredit that period. This is what they say. I know, but I would discredit it as an investigator. This I'm is, not an investigator, this is what so they this say. is what my they, brain just This is through. what they say. They both say that the shotgun has never been loaded. It was not loaded. This happens all the time. Okay. Something Alex would do to me. It was, it was a long-time habit <laughs> of this old man to threaten his wife. I'm just kidding, by wife. the way. Alex would never shoot a gun at me. <laughs> no, or no. point a gun at me. <laughs> right. But it was a long-time habit of this old man to, like, threaten his wife with an unloaded shotgun. They both knew it was unloaded. Right thought they knew anywho he had no intent to murder his wife therefore the killing of ronald appeared to be an accident because he didn't know the gun was loaded further investigation but it's also like hitting a pedestrian with your car you're still it's still manslaughter it's still murder right in some degree Mm -hmm. but 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 to him it was an accident he didn't load that shotgun still manslaughter But, okay, just keep going. Okay, so, upon further investigation, uh, a witness said that their son was seen loading the shotgun approximately six weeks prior to the shooting. So, the son, knowing that his dad regularly did this, would shoot an unloaded shotgun at his mom, loaded this shotgun. Okay. Okay. In mm-hmm. the intent that his his dad 
was going to shoot his mom. Was going to murder his mom. Uh, the investigation showed that the mother, the old lady in this situation, had cut off her son's financial support, and her son, knowing that the, uh, knowing that his father would use the shotgun threateningly, loaded the gun with the expectation that his father would shoot his mother. So he's mad because his financial support's right. been cut off. The now the case now becomes murder on the part of the son for Ronald Opus, right? Is that a is that a thing? Yeah, because he, I guess so, because he loaded the shotgun. Well, I would think that it would be murder on Ronald with well, Ronald his was son. the one who jumped. Oh, I'm sorry. Murder from the, the old man. Old man. He doesn't have a name in this. Okay. Joe. Um, <laughs> Joe and Linda. Murder by Joe. But his son, George, was an accomplice. Uh-huh. I mean, listen, I don't know the law or anything. Well, but... so this is like, and this is the head, the president of the, what does it say? The, the president of the American Academy of Forensic Scientists. So this is how the law would go, apparently. The law would, would state that the son was guilty of murder for loading the shotgun that killed Ronald Opus. But that's okay. so arguable in court. That is so arguable. I don't know. Do you want to hear the rest of it? Yes. Keep talking. So the, the case now becomes the murder on the part of the son for the death of Ronald Opus. Further investigation reveals that the son, Ronald Opus himself, what? <laughs> had become increasingly... T- Increasingly despondent over the failure of his attempt to get his mother murdered, this led him to jump off a 10-story building on March 23rd, only to be killed by a shotgun blast through a ninth-story window by his father. (laughs) The medical examiner closed the case as a suicide. So, 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 okay. So, since he intended to commit... Ronald Opus jumped off the 10th story, intending to commit suicide. On his way down, his own dad shot through the window in an attempt, not knowing that it was loaded, to threaten his wife. Shot through the window and killed him, but since Ronald was the one who loaded the gun... Is he guilty and the murder of his own falls murder? on him? No, it's suicide. It's still suicide. Because they say that even though the mode of death in the intended suicide is not the one that he anticipated, it's still a suicide. So because he jumped off the tenth story, but he had loaded the gun that killed himself, he still committed suicide. I still think that's arguable in court. Apparently not. This is, this is, this is a re- What's he going to be charged with murder for his own death? He's dead. No, no, It's a suicide. No, but his dad could be charged with murder. And, mm-hmm. and uh, either uh, way could to, be arguable. According yeah. to this in- Sure, but in, there are juries and there are judges that don't- In 1987, this was the law. So when it happened, this was the law. Because, like, you could argue mm-hmm. that Ronald 
loaded the shotgun to go out and shoot some deer. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Right. Hypothetically. Uh-huh. He didn't know. I mean, sure, he knows that his dad threatens his mom. And pulls and, the trigger. Right. But maybe he genuinely did just load the shotgun and go out hunting. And there was one shell left behind that, like, maybe, you know? And then even though people jump off the 10th story of a building, sometimes they live. It's rare, sure, but sometimes they live and they regret it. And then it's like, wow, I'm so glad I didn't die just to be freaking murdered through a window. There is Still, though, it, in this... This is not... I want to reiterate. This is not a real case. Right. This is a hypothetical situation that this man came up with. I just feel like there are so many arguable points that could be brought up. And so that's like the brain... Jury and judge, like... That's the brain... This is like, where would you classify this? Right? Like, that's the whole point of this story. I would have to have more evidence. That's all the evidence we get. He loaded. He loaded the gun. Then because I he knew that his right, dad. Right, but that's what they say. But you don't know his train of thought. No, but but this is his train of thought. This is all. This is fact factual evidence. Because but this how is not do they real. know that? Well, I know. I know it's not. But real. say it is. But say it is. He yeah, loaded the gun. Yeah, but I would want to know how they got that evidence. How they mm. know that he loaded the gun on purpose in the hopes of his dad shooting his wife. I would want to know, he like, left the hard... I don't know. <laughs> like, it's factual evidence. He left... Imagine he... being charged with your own murder. <laughs> no, exactly. And so, it becomes a That's suicide. Wild. <laughs> it becomes a suicide. Because you murder yourself, that's a suicide. You can't be charged with your own murder, it's just a suicide. He, right, but, like, somebody else and did so, it. Somebody else murdered right, you, right, but, right, like, right, on but accident and because of it, your own... But it's, it's weird. It's an accidental murder... But it's a suicide because you technically murdered yourself. Imagine even if it was only murdering your own child, even though they were trying to kill themselves anyway. Like that's right. But, but like that's this story like so caught my fucking attention. I saw it today and I was like, what? Because <laughs> like it is. Now I kind of want to do like a hypothetical on every case or on every episode. Yeah, like something like this. Yeah. <laughs> It's really, because technically it's a suicide. If he, if, if the son would have been charged for murder of Ronald Opus, if it wasn't him, it was the murder of I'm Ronald Opus. I'm just saying. If I he know a little bit more, like, solid facts of where they found this information and It whatnot. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it, this is factual evidence. And so if... This is factual evidence, and in this case, the son would be charged for the murder of but Ronald Opus. But if that's Opus. all I knew, I wouldn't believe that it was factual. As a jury. Okay, say it was, though. Yeah, but, like, I don't know how. <laughs> but this is... I know what you're saying, but... <laughs> but I need to know how it's factual. How do they know that? I don't know. He wrote it in a journal. He wrote it? Okay. <laughs> okay. He wrote it in a journal. He signed it. He got it notarized. He okay? got it notarized. <laughs> it's factual <laughs> evidence. Hey, Alex Murdoch got some shit notarized too, okay? Yeah, I'm not... Right, whatever. <laughs> so did the Sun Jim gang, okay? Ooh, yeah. Anywho, it's fact. Wait. The Sun Jim gang. No, 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 I know. Am I thinking of that when I said Alex Murdoch? Did he get something notarized too? Well, technically... No, not notarized, but he signed papers saying that 
Okay, so I'm not totally crazy. Right. I do remember the Sundrum game. Yeah. Gang. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, he signed papers saying, like, oh, it's going here. But he right. opened up a bank account saying... Right. Yeah. But the, he didn't have a notary that was on his side, like the Sundrum right. gang. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I'm saying... That's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that's... Because... A, a wild He would have been charged situation. for his own murder, which is suicide. So, in the end, he... Just and suicide. he did kill himself. Maybe not the mode he intended, but he he did it. That's just confusing. I'm just confused. <laughs> so uh, look up Ronald Opus. There's pa- obviously like pages on this. Um, some people believe that it's like a real case. It's not. It's just a hypothetical theory that this man came up with in a banquet speech he gave. <laughs> so um, it never They're happened. They're all in suits and ties. Yeah, and- it, it never happened. But it is like a thought provoker. I think it's really interesting. Um, so if you want to read about it, maybe I didn't say it super clearly. I don't know. Uh, if you want to read more about it or if you want to, Reddit would probably be a good place to go to like go see down what a other freaking people, rabbit hole. <laughs> like see what other people thought about it. Rabbit like hole. how they would classify, you know. I, I never don't know. go on Reddit. I should. I like Reddit. No. But I know it's all like basically a theory based and like they're I don't know. I don't go on Reddit. So maybe there are some like links I, to factual stuff but I go on Reddit way too much way too late at night and look up the glitch in the matrix thread do you want to hear about my glitch in the matrix yes do you have a glitch in the matrix it's a very minor one (gasps) very minor this shit makes me like not sleep at night (laughs) i'm not even kidding very minor. i'll go on it too late at night while i'm laying in bed and then i won't sleep i feel like i actually have because it it freaks me out but i can't think of it freaks me out okay wait wait wait. i gotta hear it i gotta hear it okay very very minor but I used to get BoxyCharm, right? Every single month. It's a makeup subscription. It's box. like Ipsy. Yeah. I had Ipsy. It's like yeah. a fancier Ipsy. They get right. full-size products. Right. Yeah, so I had a BoxyCharm every month. I remember very clearly picking up my BoxyCharm from my P.O. box. I remember opening it. I remember seeing everything that was inside because I open it right away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to know what's like, in Of course, you're like, what's in here? Yeah. It's like a present. It's a exactly. surprise. So yeah. I open it up. I look at everything that's in there. I come home, put it somewhere, whatever. Like, two or three days later, I get home with my boxy charm that I just picked up from the post office. And I was like, oh, they sent me another one. Like, now I have two out right. of random, okay. right? Like, and then I open it up. It's everything that's the same from the one I just got a couple days prior. But that first one never appeared again. Really? I never had that first one. And ever. they wouldn't send you two in one month. No, and even if it was a glitch in their system, mm-hmm. I would still have it at my house to prove that I got two. Right, and I have like, two there's of- not many places that you would put that and, like, not recognize no, that you have a be- full-size size product of something exactly. twice. I've never had the same product twice from a BoxyCharm, ever. But I remember opening that box, seeing all five items in there, and thinking, like, I can't remember what it was in it now. It's been, like, a year and a half. But I was, like, I was really excited about one item, and I was, like, I'm so happy I have this. And then I get that boxy charm again a couple days later, and I'm, like, oh, now I have two of them. Like, I'm stoked. It's the exact same five products. I'm, like, I don't really care about, like, this one or this one. Like, I now I have two of them, but, like, I don't need them. Never, ever found that first boxy charm ever again. Weird. Weird. It's weird. Yeah, okay. That whole thread just puts me in a fucking spiral. 
I haven't gone on it in months because, like, legitimately I would read through it and, like, would not sleep that night because I'd just be, like, so in my head. Because, so, you know the theory that every, that we're in a simulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main point of that theory is, it's called something, I can't remember now, but, um, it's that, like, you get a feeling that you are being watched or controlled by someone else, right? And usually it only lasts, like, a few months to a year. Like, it's a, it's a temporary thing and you, you, like, stop feeling that way and continue with life. But, like, that is the simulation theory. Um, when I was a kid, I would get this overwhelming feeling while I was laying in bed that, like, and I would panic <coughs> over this. Oh my gosh, sorry. I would panic over the fact that I felt like someone was watching me and that I wasn't real. When I was, like, a kid in the in the freaking 90s, right? Like, <laughs> far before the simulation theory. I wouldn't say 90s. Okay, early 2000s. I was born in 98, so I would... It was before I moved out of my first house, which was when I was six. So, we'd say very early... I also just have a shit memory. So, like, my yeah. first, like, 24 years, I don't remember. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, like, before I moved out when I was six. Because I remember laying in that bed. And, like, it, I had Mickey Mouse sheets. Aww. And it was, like, white. It was a white bed frame with posts on it. And I would, like, curl up into this bed and be, like, someone is watching me. I am not real. I am, like, way smaller than I think I am. Like, overwhelming feelings of panic over this. That's funny, because six-year-old me would think that my stuffed animals would come to life and kill me, so. <laughs> no, I had, like, an overwhelming feeling. And so I was reading <laughs> You were way about, ahead of your time. I was reading about this, like, three days ago. Literally. Um, about this feeling being connected to the simulation theory. And it was, like, it brought me back to that and thinking, I don't know, like, maybe we aren't. I just had, and it, it usually only lasts like a short amount of time and you move on from it and it tracks. And so now I'm kind of thinking we're in a simulation <laughs> and this is why Have I can't seen- go on Reddit anymore. <laughs> this is why I can't go on Reddit anymore. <laughs> it's like, um, it's like that. I think there's like a meme or something where like we're in a globe. Or not a globe, but like yeah, like a like a snow globe. And like, yeah, some, and like it's a, it's and like we're aliens like a, are like controlling us. We're like, a science project yeah, for yeah, aliens. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. But that is the simulation theory, and like that feeling. There's a I can't I can't remember the name, and I feel like I'm gonna spend a ton of time like looking for it. But there's a name for that feeling, and I've had that feeling for like when I was a kid. And it's always stuck with me. And now I've just found out, like, on Sunday that there was a name for this feeling. I hate that for you. I know. And so now... Am I smarter than you? And I figured this whole thing out, Tiffany? No. That we're in a simulation? You're not the first one to think this. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm ahead of you. Uh, I've heard the theory. (laughs) (laughs) But I've experienced it. Okay. All I'm saying... I don't know. I, I experienced a real glitch in I, the Matrix. Okay? I can't go on Reddit anymore because glitch in the Matrix gets me. Every time I think of a glitch in the Matrix, I think of M. Mm-hmm. There was like an early episode where they were like 
talking about glitches in the matrix and i was like i kind of want to write in about this boxy charm thing yeah you should i should have you should you still should i I just what happened to it i'm so confused no i get it so confused i'm saying i believe you i know you believe me and i believe me because it happened to me i know that it's real but you didn't believe my ufo the other night listen i saw a ufo Sarah's convinced that she saw a UFO. I did see a UFO. She called me like 20 minutes after I got home from her house. Mm-hmm. And when I answered, Alex asked who I was talking to. And I said, Sarah. And he said, of, of course, course you are. are. You, you just, just saw her. her. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, she's telling me about the UFO that's above her house right now. Okay. It's obviously very important. It did. It was in I was driving down a side street because I turned down the wrong street to go to my house because it was snowy and it was dark. Okay. And I got confused because you keep having to, I kept having to stop and pull over for people to pass me and like go by them because you can't fit two cars on our roads right now with the snow. And so I thought that I'd come to the first, or I'd already stopped at the first stop sign instead of the second stop sign, but I hadn't. But you turned and down so the street? And so I turned down the oh. the first stop sign. So that then happened I was to going me the other down. day, actually, going to your house. I turned out the light. And mm-hmm. then I turned down the first street, but it doesn't go to LA. It only goes to, like... Oh, that weird... Where there's a tree in the middle of the road? I, no, 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 no. Oh. No, no, no. At the light at um Talak. Oh, yeah. But then I turned on the first left, but it t- takes you to a dead end right before mm-hmm. LA. Yeah, so yeah. then I like turn. on Modesto. Yeah. And then I'm like, where am I? Yeah. So and then I turned on another street. I'm like, this is Fresno. So I thought that I stopped already this at the is... first stop sign, but I hadn't because I was letting people by. So stopping that much like confused me. And so I went down the first stop sign. I was going down the side street to get to my house. Like I live on the corner of this street and this, I don't want to give my street right. names up, but. These two streets I live on the corner of, so I was coming down one of them, and I'm looking up in the in the sky, and there's this dark oval in the sky, did not move the entire time I was driving down the street, with two lights on the bottom of it. I got everyone inside, and I- Call me. Call her, and she was like, no way, go outside and take a picture. <laughs> and so I run outside, and it's gone. Listen, Sarah, I'm just saying I will believe it when I see it. That's all I'm saying. I Aria don't believe you. Aria believes me. I called well, her right after you. Aria. And I said, okay. Aria, I just saw a UFO and she said, oh my God, I heard a thing about the planets. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I heard a thing about the planets being in like a certain alignment and maybe that has something to do with it. And I'm like, thank God someone's on my side. <laughs> Alex was so not on your side. I saw a UFO. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Anywho, I kind of just want to like like go sleep under the stars now and just wait for a UFO. I sleep in that hammock all the time. You do fall asleep in that hammock. I do love that hammock. We don't. I don't think our trees. I can't. I can't see. I don't think our trees would fit a hammock. I love my. I think they're too far apart. Oh, I love it. I love sleeping in that hammock. I don't know if I could sleep in the hammock. It's great. I can sure relax on the beach in the hammock though. You could sleep in it. Last time I was in that hammock, I was so... I remember. Yeah. I remember the story. Yeah. I was just looking at the sky and like, have you ever thought about how everything's a pattern? (laughs) And like, everyone is seeing the same pattern all over the the earth? (laughs) Yeah, it was dumb, (laughs) but it was really comfortable. (laughs) Anywho, um, 
that's long enough, I think. Yeah, this is our longest episode now. Yeah, well, people can skip the Ronald Opus They can if they want to. They can end at the end of the story if yeah. they want to. <laughs> exactly. Anywho. That's why we banter the most at the end. Yeah. We should start... Oh, we should start finding, like, little Reddit I stories know. to tell at the end. As, like, a little bonus. Or, like, little morality stories or, like, mm-hmm. contemplations. And Those morality questions I asked you. Oh, they're fun. <gasps> I should... Okay. Maybe that's a thing we should start we doing. We should start doing that. I like that. I, I do, too. Okay. It's fun. If anyone's made it this far, we're going to start doing that. So, um, Liz, if you want to you know what? at the end. If anyone, I know for sure. Also, shout out to Rachel. She, like... I think I told you that she like started. She started a new job, and she was like, "I'm binging your podcast now." Oh, I, like then I, shout out to uh, Katie, because she messaged me and was like, "I feel like every time I listen, oh, I'm yeah. hanging out with you." And I was like, "You listen That's to exactly my what Rachel said. I was like, "You guys are so sweet." And then Esteban literally called me today, and he's like, "Where is my episode?" <laughs> so I know he'll listen too yeah. till the end. <laughs> but till if anyone wants to hang around to the end we're gonna start doing this i think it's really fun i think it's fun too yeah okay okay we're gonna do that all right and we love you guys thanks for listening and don't don't be evil sorry i screwed it up you screwed it up don't be evil don't be evil just don't do it don't be it just be good we love you we love you bye bye